Deal's up next. Thanks for listening. The views expressed on the previous program are those of the host, guests, and callers. They do not reflect those of the Beasley Broadcast Group. It's staff, advertising. And a boy, Geldy. Kick some ass, baby. The biggest names, the best talent. This is Sports Radio 560, WQAM, Miami, Fort Lauderdale. Yeah, yeah. Oh, God. I have a dream. A dream that one day there shall be a failing reality show called Survivor. And to save this show, they shall take little white children and little black children and little Asian children and little Hispanic children and segregate them from one another. Right. I have a dream. I have a dream that these children will one day live on an island where they will not be judged by the color of their skin, but by their ability to eat a dung beetle without vomiting. I have a dream. And when this happens, blacks and whites... Hispanics and Asians will join hands and sing in the words of Jeff Probst. The tribe has spoken. The tribe has spoken. The tribe has spoken. Yeah, and if somebody insults your tribe, the best way to show that you're not violent and that they're full of crap is to go out and kill some people. That's it. That's right. Right? See how wrong you are? If some silly old goose in a uh, dress gets up there and starts making quotations about, uh, you know, killing uh, by with a sword and uh, all this other crap. Then just go out and prove that he's wrong. Kill some people. That's right. Blow up a bunch of churches. Yeah. Maybe a nun. She was uh, she was forgiving her uh, assaulters, by the way. She died. Did you read that? No, I, I didn't. She said, oh, we understand why you people have to... Kill some people. Right. See, this, this is... It's, it's all sick, man. It's all sure. hate. It's all hate. And by the way, we got 984 votes on the poll. <laughs> Already, Our goal yeah. is 1,000 during the show, and then I'm going back to bed. I think it's because you put that S word on there. Man, there is nothing worse than, oh, well, I won't say nothing worse. There are a lot of worse things, but when you have that 24-hour flu. Well, I guess the only thing worse than that is like the two-week flu. Yeah. The big when, one. And you never know. And your head feels like it's so achy that it feels like achy breaky. You know, like if you just move it a little bit, it's going to like explode. And you have the chills and the fever. Uh, now, now, what's 101? Is that, I mean, 98.6 I know is normal, but is 101 kind of a... It's not good. Not good. Well, that's what I had on uh, whatever day it was. Yesterday? Two, two nights ago. No, oh, the really? night before. And then I just uh, laid out yesterday, so that's the way it goes. I want to apologize, by the way, to Joel Feinberg. <laughs> I know you find that very strange. <laughs> no, not really. But you know where I'm going not with this, don't today. you? Yes, I do. I'm going to say that not just to him, but to anybody else in this business that I've ever criticized in South Florida... I've said this before, and oh, 997. We'll make that 1,000 before when I refresh it the next time I'll have 1,000 votes. I can go back to bed. All right. Oh, oh, oh. The idea that anybody on this station would criticize any other radio station, forget about South Florida in the world, is so ludicrous, so laughable, <laughs> that it's, it's just pathetic. We are schlock. You know, if they would allow that many call letters, W-S-H-L-O-C-K, or just, just, I don't know, radio schlock. We ought to have a big billboard campaign, although Donna Shalala would probably be pissed off about it. She don't like them balls. Well, you know, bulldogs don't like balls. Oh, sorry, Donna. But anyway, I saw her on TV the other day, Donna Shalala. I said to myself, that's that bitch from UM, and don't forget. Oh, and by the way, speaking of UM, nice job on Saturday. Oh! All right. That must be why they're all depressed, huh? Must be. Aren't we cursed down here? First the hurricanes and then the dolphins just stink the joint out? Stink the joint out against the bills. 
Oh, my God. That, we're cursed. <laughs> Nine? What? I I'll tell you those. one thing. We're cursed at QIM because we have a new regime, man. These people, it's enough to make you pissed off enough to go out and kill some people. That's right. You tell them, Mo. Hey, no need to go get religion, votes, by the way. 1,005 votes, and the phone is ringing, all kinds of stuff going on. This new regime we got, they wouldn't know a radio if you stuck a gigantic... Remember, the, you've seen pictures of the old... We had, we had a Philco, like a floor, floor model Philco. Mm -hmm. Big white thing, sure. like a piece of furniture. Right. You, you could stick one of those up there, collective ass, and they still wouldn't know anything about radio. It's just amazing to me. Like I said, these people make me want to go and kill some people, even though I don't care, like you said. <laughs> we don't oh. care. I mean, they don't care. It's obvious. They so why the hell should we care? We just don't care. And this sales guy, they, they, you know, his his concept, it's like throwing, it's a numbers game. Man, let's, let's just splatter a bunch of crap on the log, man. Let's throw 7,000 spots, a dollar a holler. Anybody want to buy a spot for a dollar? No. 50 cent, what about that? No. How about, about 30, 30 cent? Anybody want to buy some spots? I, I'm, I'm going to tell this story because it just, uh, even though it's a personal thing and the audience doesn't really care about this, but they, after all the complaining and bitching and moaning, and rightfully so for all these years, oh, we're going to actually go out and hire a copy person. Now, do they really have such a person, or was that just I, another one of their lives? I, I met him. Him? Him. So there's a guy in that building who's supposed to be writing copy. You know something? I may just come in there one of these days and kill some people. That's right, including starting with him, whoever that is. We could go take his picture. I got a piece of copy here for an account that's been out with me for about 75 years, which, believe me, we have very few accounts left thanks to this current regime. But anyway... And, and what they did is they took, in fact, it's still got Troy Stratford's name on yeah. there, who hasn't been selling for us for weeks now. And then what they did is they took a copy that was May 1st of this year, and they yeah. crossed out the date. They magic marked it out, and they wrote on there 9:15, and gave me exactly the same piece of turd. Obviously, that's not something that copywriter guy did. No, well, of course, we can't tell you who did it, and uh, because right. we don't know who, there's nobody's name on here who actually is responsible for this piece of turd, like I said. It's just, it's got nothing to do with business, man. These people don't want to do business. They want to do monkey business. I get, a, I get an email yesterday from Joe Bell about, oh, miss you on the air today and uh, sure hope this finds you feeling better. You know, that's all well and good, but rather than massaging and uh, schmoozing, I'd much rather have him get something done, you know? Like you come in there this morning and again. Now, we didn't have any ball game last night. We had the Marlin game, but there was like no, no other this special. Was, this was yesterday. This was over the weekend. Oh, after the weekend. Of course. Well, you got to understand, we had Marlins games. Okay. We had the Hurricane game. And we had the Dolphin, the real pregame and the I real postgame and the real uh, foreplay and the real uh, there was a wake. Big jar of Vaseline. Like right. Oh, I'm used, sure of that. There's no question about that. I'm sure the here. Clarence and the, right. and the Greeper were like uh, right. on all fours when you came they, in. They used all my paper towels that they at least could have well, thrown them in the garbage. Well, if you have a big jar of Vaseline in there's no wonder. Why are they using the, uh, just uh, paper towels? Throw the used ones in the garbage, would you please? Yeah. Looks like somebody... Well, I don't want to say it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 1,017 votes. I'm going back to bed. Especially after Clarence <laughs> coming in there. Do not come in there again, Dumbo. I keep telling you, please do not come in there. All you do is get me aggravated. I just hear his voice, and I get so agitated. But I, you're doing a hell of a job, Joe. You and your uh, partner in crime there, that Chris from sales, that Yahoo he brought in there to handle the sales. There, see, what they did is they goosed the billing up. I have no idea why, because they splattered a whole bunch of uh, you know 15s and 30s and 80 billion units on the log. Mm -hmm. And we're supposed to say, hey, heck of a job, guys. You made budget. Well, that's what it's all about. Yeah. We don't care about like pretending to be a radio station. We don't even have a license, so how the hell can we? Anyway, I don't want to spend more than two, three hours on that. Who the hell is James Franco? Oh, I'm going to email you some pictures. No, 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 that, that so, sounds so faggy, uh, yeah, man. Go sure. ahead. All right, I will. Now, he uh, looks like my kind of guy, you know? <laughs> I'm sure he doesn't think so, but he looks like... He was on uh, CNN this morning for this you, new... What's you the never movie know, you know? 
What's the, that's true. What's the movie he's in? That's Fly the, Boys. Fly Boys. Oh, that sounds that's, like my kind of people. That's what you said. Yeah. Anyway, James Franco, he looks like he could uh, play in my league, in my, on my team. At any rate, the Patriots won, but that's, uh, you know, they, I always tell you they have difficulty closing the deal. They always have, you know, play great for a long time. Even games when they're, like, crushing the competition, they like to let them back in for a little excitement factor, just for aggravation. Panthers opened their exhibition this season. They lost 2-1, to one, and Todd Bertuzzi got hit in the head. Oh! All right. Well deserved, Todd. You butcher. You lunatic. Anyway, let's get down to the show, okay? And quit, quit your bitching. It's not going to change. They don't care. They do not care. I've already shut off the phone thing. If you think I'm taking any calls today, you're dreaming. Remember that song by Johnny Burnett, Dreaming? Oh, I'm going to have to boot that up. No, no. He also did it 16, not the one that we got that we can't play anymore. Of course, we can't play much of anything. No. Because they continue tying our hands behind our backs. There it is. Johnny Burnett. Let's hear it. That's about enough, enough of that. Dreaming, Johnny Burnett. Could he belt out a hit? No. Or what? Could he uh, no. belt out about an eighteenth of a pound of sound? Eighteenth of an ounce? Don't step on it. That's here, Johnny. Dreaming. I'm always dreaming. Okay, oh, I like that song. It is a good song. And it, 16 was a good song, too. Now, am, am I dreaming myself, or did Ringo Starr rip off that and uh, redo uh, it 16? I think he did. Oh, God. You know, considering how great they were all supposed to be, and, you know, John and Paul were at once upon a time when John was still alive and Paul was before he became a silly old man. Uh, you know, they, they wrote some great music, and etc., but they also did some real crap, you know? Now, they Ringo, did. you wouldn't expect any great music from Ringo anyway, would no, you? No, he, he was a person. nice guy. George Harrison did some good stuff. Yes, he did. I like George Harrison. He's still dead, though. <laughs> Man, you're you're on fire. I'm going back to bed. Oh, man. Ringo. Kill him. How come he John was a nice Ringo? guy. See, this proves that there's no God. John is dead and Ringo's still alive. I rest my case. Is there anything else we need to know? No. By the way, Miguel is with us today who's having one hell of an issue with that FedEx place you were talking about. Oh. Do not ever go there again. Ever. And you know how much I love FedEx, and we know those it's not their fault. Those people are brain-dead. It's not. It's those no. people that work in that place. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. There actually is another spot here that I missed because the log is all written over and everything. Look at that in the first break. <laughs> oh, listen, I almost missed it, and I can't afford to be missing out on it because there's nothing on the log anymore. No, seriously, Duff would have a nervous breakdown. She'd, she'd go into a sniff. You fairy. I want that to happen. Well, listen, we seem to be having some log issues, and that's because they hired, like, a lot of whole... They just came in and they, like, fired everybody and hired a whole... I want that to happen. Well, listen, we seem to be having some log issues, and that's because they hired, like, a lot of whole... They just came in and they, like, fired everybody and hired a whole bunch of new people that, you know, never owned a radio. And, of course, sales department, man, we got, what, you were telling me, we got 800 people back there all jammed into that... You wouldn't believe room. it. We need to build, like, a Kwanzaa wow. next to the building Fantastic. Here. And they're doing a hell of a job. Not. 12 minutes past 10 at 560 WQM. I feel better, though. I finally got over my Good. recurrent headache there that uh, Josh stirred up again. Do not come in there, Clarence. Do not come in there unless you want me to go back to bed. George is on fire anyway. He's doing it. I'm doing just something. Play, just play your music. Play Ringo Starr all day. Mad Dog at 2. We got the power anyway. He's doing it. I'm doing just something. Play, just play your music. Play Ringo Starr all day. Mad Dog at 2. We got the Power Hour with Hank and the Mad Dog 4 to 5. The Humper by himself. He's got an hour and 35 minute assignment before the Marlins. Marlins are done, by the way. They, but you know something? Nobody should feel bad about that. They shouldn't be ripped. They made a hell of a run, right? Right. No, I'm talking to Miguel, <laughs> not you. No, seriously. They gave it a hell of a shot, right? They shouldn't be where they are right now. Right. Well, I don't know what that means. You can well, they weren't expected they... to be there. They're a bunch exactly. Of kids. They were like 20 games under 500. 
They're the first team in the, in the six. Right now we're right smack in the middle of hurricane season. Well, the hurricane shutter outlet manufactures easy-to-use accordion shutters. Now they provide expert installation for you, too. What's not to like? Call them at 954-237-7083. They feature roll-downs, accordions, and panels. Just let the hurricane shutter outlet custom make or even install shutters for you. Call right now, 954-237-7083. Get the right number, 237-7083, and get on your way to top-notch protection. The Hurricane Shutter Outlet, they're family-owned and operated. They've been around a long time. They're licensed, insured, and Dade Broward and Palm Beach counties approved. They stock all sizes of clear polycarbonate hurricane panels and aluminum panels, cut to your specs and ready for pickup, or they'll put them right to you and even install them like I said. The public and all contractors welcome major credit cards accepted. Tell them that Neil sent you by, and they'll give you 100 bucks off on a minimum order of 350 square feet. The Hurricane Shutter Outlet, whatever you do, don't leave yourself unprepared for another big blow. Call them at 954 954- 237-7083 or on the Wicked Web, just log on to HurricaneShutterOutlet.com The biggest names of best Watch talent. Solid. This is Neil Rogers. Sports Radio 560 QAM Joe Bowen, the voice of the Toronto Maple Leafs. They don't come any better than Neil Rogers. Hello, I'm John Carr, and I have a confession. I killed the crocodile hunter. I didn't mean to. I accidentally poked him with my pointy barb. I'm taking full responsibility and am willing to face charges in Australia if I can fly first class on Qantas. <laughs> Throw another shrimp on the barbie. <laughs> oh, that's one of my very favorites. It's short but sweet. Just like yeah. John Mark Carr. 1018 at 560 WQM. During the next break, I'm going downstairs. I got my shoes on, my clothes too. You want to know why? Why? Something show up? Two. I got two FedEx really? packages down there. Now, oh. One might be a chicken eggs, and the other one might be. It oh. could be. I don't know. I got to go down there and find out. Wouldn't that be something? So how how does that jive with the fact that uh, somebody said they went out this morning? Yeah, they lie. <laughs> Those fakers and that. And Are that you picking on your friends at Kinko's? By the way, I love Kinko's myself, personal. Not yeah. that particular one, though. You know, it looked like a pretty slick operation when I went in there yeah. to mail the package. You know, there was a lot going on, and... Oh, and I've seen some things that look pretty slick, and then once you get uh, close, uh-huh. oh, forget it. Just get a whiff, you know. Ooh, I, I don't think so. Although James Franco probably smells pretty good. Uh, let's see. We got 1,064 votes on today's poll. Boy, I'm pretty uh, depressed about that. So did somebody come running in there, and uh, I'm going to keep asking you this all through the show. Yeah, right. Oh, seriously, wouldn't, wouldn't that make sense to you? Would we at least find out who, what AE, which of our 400 salespeople has that account now? Wouldn't that be a good start, don't you think? Iraqi lawmakers again put off a divisive debate on federalism that was set for today after a fresh wave of violence killed 50 people and prompted a warning from the U.N. that Iraq was descending into civil war. How do you like that? Oh, my God. That must be why your president's approval ratings are up to 44% now. He just had a big leap because things are going so well. (laughs) In some of his bluntest remarks on Iraq, U.N. Secretary General Cup of Coffee Annan told an international conference yesterday, if current patterns of alienation and violence persist much longer, there is a grave danger, not just a danger, but a grave danger, that the Iraqi state will break down, possibly in the midst of full-scale civil war. His remarks came on a day which saw a bout of car bombs, shootings, and sectarian killings across Iraq ahead of the holy month of Ramadan. Oh, we better play that. Please. When U.S. officials are expecting an increase of violence by al-Qaeda, other Sunni militant groups. That's when those good um, uh, Muslims... Those good Allah-fearing Muslims go out, and they, you know, they get even with the Pope. You know what they do? Kill some people. That's it. Ramadan starts next week, by the way. Keeping track? No. Today, so far, and of course, uh, let's see, it's, what are they, eight hours ahead? It's like 620. 
A car bomb near a factory to fill gas canisters in southern Baghdad killed two people, wounded 24 others. So that's not too bad. Only two so far today, although it's only 6.20 in the evening. Shiite, Sunni, and Kurdish legislators agreed late yesterday to again put off the debate on federalism. Some Iraqis fear could unleash more bloodshed and break up the country. That's what those uh, crazy, fanatic Muslims like to do. They like to go out and kill some people. And, of course, the uh, Catholic Church is a good one to talk, since during the Crusades, the Inquisition, all throughout history, one mm-hmm. of their favorite pastimes between molesting altar boys and going out there and overpopulating the planet was to go out and kill some people. That's right. Well, you can't always find a little So the fact that that old Getschke opened up a big mouth there, and this business about, well, he was just quoting somebody else from some ancient 14th century, you know, ancient Chinese secret. Well, guess what? (laughs) He's the one that picked out the quote. Nobody put the words in his mouth, although I'm not sure about anything else. Jesus, God, who the hell is he kidding, huh? So here's your poll. Actually, it wasn't your poll. It was my poll for yesterday, but I was out sick. Right. No, I appreciate it, though. Yeah, you believe me. Well, here's the thing about the spinach concerns. Maybe that's why I had E. coli, although I haven't eaten no spinach. I do. I love spinach. You hate it, don't you? I, I don't mind it raw like a spinach salad. You don't mind it raw? Crap. Yeah. What about spinach? Here's George's poll that I invented for yesterday. It was an excellent poll, very timely yeah, as very, usual. Very much. What's your, and look at that. We've got 1,068 today already. I mean, my work is done. Like that one jackass said, that old fart. Remember that? You don't, probably don't remember mm-hmm. that call. Oh, of course I do. Yeah. When they were fishing around, you know, mm-hmm. Condoleezza, that whole, oh, well, my work is done. Yeah, you're done, all right, you old fart. And I'm still here, by the way, and uh, pulling in a big, fat paycheck every two weeks, in spite of the fact this place is a joke. you got a hell of a sense of humor, uh, Clarabelle. What's your take on the Pope's comments on Islam? We asked, we had 1,265 votes. you think with that many votes they would get it right, but they did not. He was right, 314. That's not the right answer. That would be like, that would be like... Hitler saying that David Duke is anti-Semitic. See what I'm saying? In other words, no, no. Technically, right. he was technically right in what he right, said. Right. Because as soon as he said it, they got all whipped up as always. They went out and killed some people. Right. right. But in the meantime, who the hell are you? Yeah. Who the hell is he to be talking such crap? Talk about the pot calling the kettle pink. That would be like the Pope calling me gay. Something like that. You know. Technically, he'd be right. But who the hell is he to be opening up a big puss? So they got that wrong. He was right, my ass. 314. How about the Crusades and Inquisition? That was a good answer. 276. Sure. Good religious love again. That was my vote, 257. Because that's what religions like to do best. Kill some people. Sure. They like to extend the hand of friendship and give you their love and kindness. And, of course, if you don't, if you don't accept it, they kill some people. <clears throat> don't mess with Muslims. They'd be sensitive, 167. Well, what an understatement. If it wasn't the Danish cartoons, it's the Pope opening up a big mouth. And, man, any excuse they got. And they get all whipped up. You saw them. Oh, yeah. They're all throwing their fists up in the air, and they're all dominating and ranting and raving because they want to go out and kill some people. Yeah. You know, they need some cable TV or something. They need some sensitivity training is what they need. <laughs> like some of them football players, they need sensitivity training. Damn ragheads. Nice headgear, though. What a Nazi. 113 votes on that. Now, how dare you call this German Pope a Nazi, even though it's a very good answer. Nice shoes, Papa. 87. He did write the Red Shoe Diaries. And I hate this poll. Only 51. A mere 4%. That's pretty good. They liked it. And evidently they like today's because mm-hmm. it's got uh, a lot of votes. Although I did see being sick yesterday, I laid around here all day. And, uh, you know, and I think I went out once to get some soda in the newspapers. And that's the only time I even left the house. That fluid just knocks you for a loop. And then Clarence has the balls to come back in there this morning and get me all whipped up and aggravated. Did somebody come in yet and give an answer to our question about that account? No. <laughs> yeah. 1,080 votes. Holy moly, rat man. If that guy don't look like a Nazi, of the doesn't he? Itself. What, the capital security guy? Yeah, the capital security guy. He, I thought it was a joke. He looks like somebody from Hogan's Heroes. But not, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. He looks like a freaking Nazi is what he looks like. He's capital security. Well, you know, when you got a Nazi in the White House, you might as well have Nazis guarding, right? Sure. Worked in WW2 for quite a while. 1,080 votes. Most religious people are full of Schmidt. 
661. 61 plus percent said most religious people are full of crap. And I would say that... Absolutely correct, sir. Hate. Most religious people full of hate, 249. Well, if you want to go out and kill some people, then you must be full of hate. Well, you can do it for love. I hate this poll, 79. 7.3%. That's bad. What's not to like about this poll? I think it's excellent. Mm -hmm. Maybe the Lord told him to vote for that. They're full of kindness, 58, and love, 23. So that last, those last, are 68 and 23, so the last two are only like 7.3%. So full of Schmidt and full of hate, you got 84.2% 80, of this heathen audience. How do you like that? 84%. And those people are right. I mean, just, you don't have to listen to anything that I tell you because you're not going to believe whatever the hell I say. But just look around you. Forget about reading history and uh, writing and arithmetic and all that other stuff like Sam Cooke said and Art Garfunkel. Forget about that. Just open up the eyes, turn on the freaking news and get depressed for about five minutes and you'll see. And just like that episode with Bill Maher, you saw about that, didn't you? Nope. You didn't hear about that? Sorry. Oh, I got it in my pile here somewhere, but I might as well bring it up now. I don't, I'm, you know I'm not a fan of his anyway, although I agree with what he said. I can't stand him. Likewise. Though. Ditto, kiddo. Can't, I agree with almost everything he says and I find him to be annoying and obnoxious. Mm -hmm. He's a nebbish with a lot of... Yeah, that's a good word. A little annoying nevish. Oh, here it is. And it's very short and sweet, right to the point. Before Katie Couric debuted on CBS Evening News, Miss Drudge said Bill Maher was one of the upcoming participants for the new free speech segment. But he hasn't appeared yet, and now we apparently know why. Says the uh, TV newser, whoever he is on this website, uh, MediaBistro.com. It says, on Friday's Real Time on HBO, Maher explained that CBS approached him to do a free speech segment on the new Evening News, the one with the, uh, Katie Couric and the dark eyes. The black eyes. He asked if he could talk about religion, but was rejected and told that he would be provided with a list of approved topics, an emailer <laughs> says. A second emailer asked, was he free to express his views as long as he didn't touch religion or anything else that they didn't? Yeah, it might offend the sponsors, you know, and of course CBS denied this. I saw a piece about this last night somewhere. But how do you like that? Oh, I was, that's you know, you know who it was on? It was on Tucker. Oh, Don't no. ask me why I was watching that for a few minutes. Oh, God, he gives me spilkies, even without the bow tie. Yeah, he was chastising a CBS. You're a good one to talk, Tucker, and he was chastising Bill O'Reilly for putting all the puff pieces on and doing all these celebrity things and all the stuff about, uh, you know. And, and then I think he went into a thing about Anne Nicole's son, you know. That's why I'm not going to be, I'm not knocking you guys across the street anymore. Not after what I see today, coming back out of a sick bed. I could have stayed out again today. I'm still uh, ill in a little bit, you know. Yeah, I was afeard of it. Were you? Yeah. No, I, I'm, you know, when I came in uh, 8, 8.30, though, I felt better than I do right now. And that's even thank Clarence for that. See, if, if I was you, I'd have, if I saw Clarence coming through that door, I would have just jumped out of your chair and tackled him right there in the doorway. <laughs> I'm going to hide the microphones, I think. Dragged his ass out of there. No, I'm, I'm serious, because that's up. the only way I'm going to stay alive. I think he's trying to kill me. 1,097 votes. We're going to have over 1,100 by 1030. Man, it must be because Miguel's working today. Now, let's see. I'm going to go down and downstairs and kill some people. I'm going to go down and get the, those, those two uh, FedExes. So if I'm not back, have something ready, you know? I. Do, do a couple of live spots. Just just make some up like our sales department does. Don't worry. The biggest names, the best talent. This is Neil Rogers. Sports Radio 560 QAM. Yeah, that's you. You you are pulling my leg, aren't you? No. Who Who is that? Who that be? That was uh, DJ Death. Oh. Well, congratulations. Get a life. G'day. I'm here at the Pearly Gates and, crikey, have a look at this. It's St. Peter. He's a beauty and a big bugger. Look at that wingspan. I'm going to sneak up on him. Got to be careful. Don't want to startle him. Here we go. Oh, what in 
heaven's name. Oh, got him. Uh, he's a strong one. Get, get off me, you crazy Aussie. Uh, oh, he's dropping. I'm going to tag him and land him on his wife. Oh, what is wrong with you? Rocky, so this is heaven, huh, Peter? You got any deadly snakes up here, mate? No, of course not. Oh, any poisonous spiders? No. Any crooks? No, this is heaven. Crooky, it's not my idea, heaven. What do you say, Petey? Do a block of fire? All right, stand on the X. Thanks, man! Now, you see, there are two separate bits there, but they're only good, and they only mean anything if you play them, like, side by each. Right. Thanks, man! Crikey! This place is chock-a-block full of snakes! And they're beautiful! It sure is hot, but no worse than the outback! And crikey! Look at that! It's a snowball! I guess the Vikings are finally going to win the Super Bowl! Come on, let's have a look around! (laughs) Take a look over there! It's the devil himself! <laughs> Check out his powerful goat legs and those horns. Amazing! <laughs> wow, and he's really grumpy. I'd have a closer look, but he's got a pointy tail, and I've learned my lesson the hard way. <laughs> Boy, for now. Thank you. Okay, 1035 at 560 WQM. I'm up. I just want to see this weight bill. Oh, God. What? Wait, I just want to see what it's... Uh... Oh, I see you added on here CDs of music. That was on the original. No, actually, the original just said CDs. Yeah. Okay. Like they've always said. Right. Like like it always says, like it says on all the packages that I always get here. Right. Except for your particular uh, Kinko's, man, which rhymes with Stinko. I love mm-hmm. Kinko's, but not that one. I don't want to start picking on them because you have it on. I already started already, yesterday. I already did a good job. And I don't think I'm done. Oh, God. Talk about a major project, man. Although now i got the good stuff. Like Johnny Weaver would say. You know, I saw a movie with Susan Sarandon the other night, and she looked just like Sigourney Weaver in that movie. Wow, she must have lost some weight then. No, she looked just like her. Which movie? That was that movie. It was also pretty good. Believe it or not, I mean, you probably don't like Susan Sarandon. I like her a lot. Why would you say that? It was a good flick. It was very similar to that, uh, to that other movie, Imaginary Heroes. Mm-hmm. I'll think of the name one of these days. Probably. It had James Franco in it, though. Damn it. But I better uh, get a hold of him pretty soon. He's getting pretty old. He's 28. Better find out where he is. Speaking of uh, James Franco, first penis transplant reversed after two weeks. I'm sorry. Surgeons in China who said they performed the first successful penis transplant had to remove the donated organ because of the severe psychological problems it caused to the recipient and his wife. Gee, Dad, it was a Wurlitzer, though. Dr. Wiley Hu and surgeons at Gangzhou <laughs> General Hospital in China, Wiley Hu, performed the complex 15-hour surgery on a 44-year-old man whose penis had been damaged in a traumatic accident. What other kind is there? Yeah, I guess any time your penis gets damaged, it's uh, traumatic. The microsurgery to attach the penis, which had been donated by the parents of a 22-year-old brain-dead man, was successful, but, oh, maybe that's the guy who uh, had that account. Maybe that's why we can't get his name on there. The microsurgery was successful, but who and his team removed it two weeks later? Because of a severe psychological problem of the recipient and his wife, the transplanted penis regretfully had to be cut off, who said in a report published online by the peer-reviewed Journal European Urology without elaborating. This is the first reported case of penile transplantation in a human, who added. Both the man and his wife had requested the surgery. He had been unable to have intercourse or urinate properly since the accident that occurred eight months before the surgery was performed. 
Ten days after the operation, which had been approved by the hospital's medical ethical committee, the recipient had been able to urinate. There had been no signs of the four-inch organ being rejected by the recipient's body. But who said more cases and longer observation are needed to determine whether sexual sensation and function can be restored? The patient finally decided to give up the treatment because of the wife's psychological rejection, as, as well as, here comes the uh, kicker, as well as the swollen shape of the transplanted penis, who added. Oh, there's the Pope. Details straight ahead. Yeah, details straight ahead. The Pope, the uh, silly old Pope. You know, have a show a little bit of sensitivity, you old Getchke, okay? They're all whipped up into a frenzy, those uh, schmatheads. They get nervous. They get psychotic. And then they say, well, it's only the fanatical one. Well, there must be a hell of a lot of fanatical ones, I'll tell you that, because all you got to do is look at them cross-eyed, and right away they're ready to go out and start kill some people. That's right. Lafayette, Louisiana. Oh, I can just imagine what kind of place that is. Southern? I think they put the lose in Louisiana. Willie Nelson and four others were issued misdemeanor citations for possession of narcotic mushrooms and marijuana after a traffic stop yesterday morning on a Louisiana highway. How do you like that? Mm-hmm. That's enough to make me go out and kill some people. Right. We like Willie Nelson. He's all right. He, he never stole a freight train. Yeah, I mean, I don't he like can't music, sing. But, he never uh, could, but then he, he doesn't the he can't. What? Well, he does like the good stuff. Maybe he and Sigourney Weaver ought to get together. And invite me. The citations were issued after a commercial vehicle. Google uh, uh, Susan Sarandon, by the way, and I'll tell you what that movie is. You might enjoy it. I totally forget even what it was about. But no, it was sorry. very similar. Was it Thelma and Louise? I have no Willie no, Nelson. No, no. It was about a dysfunctional family and uh, whatever. And what about that movie uh, about the uh, prize winner of uh, Defiance, Ohio? What about that one? What about it? I never got that one for you either. Well, keep reminding me. I'll send you some of these because these are movies you would like, I think. And then you can share them with Miguel, and he'll say, oh, that sucked, you know. What is that? It's Willie. Oh, Willie Nelson? Maybe I didn't nice talk. you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Why as often as I could have. Hey, Willie. <laughs> the citations were issued after a commercial vehicle inspection of the Country Music Stars tour bus. State police said a news release. When the door was opened and the trooper began to speak to the driver, he smelled a strong odor of marijuana, the news release said. Oh, and the good thing of my goodness package is my Dion CDs in here. Oh, yeah. Right. Thank oh. God for that. I can't believe you don't love that CD. That, 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 it's, you're a communist. You really are. I know. A search of the bus produced one and a half pounds of marijuana. One and a half pounds. Hey, Willie. And nice 0.2 pounds of narcotic shrooms, according to state police. According to uh, called to Nelson's publicist, was not immediately returned. Also seized were a bunch of other people that nobody ever heard of. Each released after being issued a citation. Nelson, 73, has recorded songs including On the Road Again and City of New Orleans. He didn't do City of New Orleans. Yeah, he redid it. I don't have he, that No, no, no. I know, but R.O. Guthrie did it, didn't he? Correct. Originally. I wrote a song about me and Paul. <laughs> oh. We have, don't we have, we have a parody on that thing, but I don't know what the hell it's called. Yeah, we do. We have the, the R.O. Guthrie too. thing? It was something about Bush and New Orleans. Remember that? Yes. Oh, yeah, what is it called? This is the original. It's oh. called City of New Orleans. Riding on the city of New Orleans. I'll be damned. We got four million bush bits in here. I remember. Oh, here, wait a minute. There you go. I knew I wasn't, I wasn't uh, hyperventilating. I love it. Bush ignored the city of New Orleans. Absolutely. Yes, some of the people down there say he failed. Stuffs the people in the Astrodome like cattle. I'm dying over here. While half the national 
guard was in Iraq. He cut funding for their levies, looters causing anarchy. In Aruba, we made a bigger deal. Yes. In search for Natalie Holloway, for one white girl we trained a late. And even asked for help from the Navy SEALs. George Bush was vacationing in Crawford. I guess next year there'll be no Mardi Gras. No. Girls Gone Wild needs the city of New Orleans. Or they'll have to send their film crew to Florida. Oh my God. The biggest names, the best talents. This is Neil Rogers. Sports Radio 560 QAM. You're on QAM. We don't have any National Guardsmen because they're all fighting a war in Iraq right now. Not the National Guard. Pardon? Not the National Guard. No National Guard in Iraq? Not, not, there's no National Guard. Uh, no. KJ, now what's this uh, book of Brian? But pop die or is that supposed to be pope die? Or is uh, that like pie die? I'm not sure. Pop die. I don't know. Pop die. What does that mean? Uh, it's a spinach thing. Oh, pop die. I thought it was about the, the pope with a big mouth. Yeah, I mean, we wish we would, that he would. What did you just say? I said we wish he would. Eat spinach? Yeah, okay, that. Builds the strong then, bodies eight ways. And then, of then course, he wouldn't be able to molest any more. coli and then get bleeding right. diarrhea. Wild diarrhea. Speaking of people who are wild and have diarrhea of the mouth, your president. Well, that's right. He's at the U.N. today with a cup of coffee, Annan. And he's, uh, they just showed him on there with Jacques Chirac, another real slime ball. And later on, Ahmadinejad, your buddy, is going to be... Uh, Ach. Ach, du Lieber. He's going to be speaking again. And then they're going to say, oh, you hear all that uh, anti-Israel, anti-Semitic stuff and uh, all about the West and... Uh, yeah. Ahmadinejad. Yeah, he's going to be there. <laughs> oh, man. So we get an answer on that uh, question I had about the sales department? Seriously, Chris Jones, he is the Antichrist. All you people out there looking for the Antichrist, look no further. I got it for you. 
our new sales mangler, and I use that term very uh, righteously, mangler. He's mangling it. He is. He gives me spooky just thinking about him. Never trust a guy with a real heavy drawl. You know what I'm saying, y'all? Never trust one of them. Like who? Republican firebrand Pat Buchanan said yesterday that President Bush should be impeached oh! for failing to stem the invasion of illegal immigrants across America's southern border, as if that's the only reason. He's got a lot of issues there, man. But I'll, we'll take that. I think he's committed an impeachable offense in refusing to enforce the immigration laws and failing to uphold the Constitution by defending the states against this invasion, uh, Buchanan told talk radio host Kurt Smith in an interview broadcast yesterday on NPR stations in Buffalo and Rochester. All right. Oh, you know who's in uh, Buffalo? And he's not, not no more, but this weekend he was there. I give up. Speaking of religious nuts, think Louis Armstrong and hello, Dolly. Parton? Dolly. Lama? Yeah. The Dalai Lama was in Buffalo this weekend, and boy, they were all whipped up into a frenzy, man. Oh, he actually touched me on the chin, and yeah, yeah, touch this. Silly people. When you have six million people apprehended on the border and several million go in on your watch, and you have the ability to stop it, I think you're derelict in your duty, Buchanan said. And if the president says, I can't do it, you need a new president who will do it. This isn't Ellis Island, said Buchanan. This is an invasion. Amen. Even Doc Ellis from the Pirates would agree with that. Well, from the Pirates about... 30 years ago. About 30, man. But in spite of Pat Buchanan's ramblings and rantings, which we happen to agree with, President Bush's approval rating has rebounded up to 44%. Oh, my God. The highest level in the year in the latest USA Gallup poll, a newspaper reports today. That must be because the war in Iraq is going so well. <laughs> Bush's approval rating. And, that, and, of course, what did I tell you weeks ago about the price of gas, how it was going to come tumbling down just uh -huh. before the election? Didn't I tell you that? Yes, you did. Only the dumbest of the dumb can believe that that's only coincidental. And that the day after the election, it's not going to go back up to like 75 bucks a gallon. Who are you kidding, W? Obviously some people. Bush's approval rating jumped five points from the 39% in the previous poll conducted earlier this month. The bounce comes with seven weeks before the election to decide control of Congress amid falling gas prices and a renewed campaign by Bush to boost support for the war in Iraq and to portray Republicans as more competent than Democrats on security. The evildoers, they want to get, uh, get you, man. The evildoers. For the first time since December of last year, a majority of people polled did not say the war in Iraq was a mistake. The respondents were split evenly 49 to 49. Now, here, this is the best part. All right. However, the poll finds that the Iraq war continues to be a problem for Bush. 60% said he doesn't have a clear plan for handling Iraq. And 75% said Iraq is in a civil war today. Now, stop and put those two. Okay. They were evenly split at 49-49. As far as whether going to war in Iraq was a mistake, but 75% said that it's in a civil war. Yeah, can you put those two together? Uh -huh. Like that. That's right. Dumber than sawdust, baby. Dumber than dirt. It's those yahoos, man. Yahoos. America has become a yahoo country. Bunch of rednecks. Like your sales manager there. Boy, does he frost my fat old ugly ass. God. And this, this is just like the last time we had a question about something, remember? Uh-huh. No. Nope. We went through the whole show. Did he ever respond? Did no. he ever get an answer? Nope. No. No. He's just Stonewalls, that's all. I thought only, I thought only, uh, I thought that was what Stonewall was about in New York back in the Maybe. 60s. Remember Stonewall? Oh, yeah. I used to go there often. Stonewall the Jackson? Yeah. 1,166 votes on the poll. We're going to have close to 1,200 by noon. This is shocking to me. This is an event. Now, what's that pop dive thing? I might die, man. Oh, that's cute. <laughs> he does a good Thank pop God dive. this package finally oh. showed up. And they said it went out this there. morning. They couldn't give you a straight answer if you put a, an Uzi They're there. They're lying ass. sacks of crap, obviously. They, you know, they, they were just yeah. making stuff up to get If it went out this morning, it sure got here right. fast, didn't it? No wonder you couldn't find it on the tracking number. It was already there. Yeah. How do you like that? Uh-huh. 
liars in common. Mike, Mike Whitney writes, Bush's cruel and degrading presidency. I don't think I have time to read this before the break. And I'm not going to rush. Miguel likes to sink his teeth into these stories. That's right. He sits there on the edge of his seat. He savors them with mobile. No, he doesn't. Unless they have to do with Cuba. I do have a good story about Cuba, although I don't think I printed it out. I put it on our website for tomorrow. Cuba's falling apart. The infrastructure, it's uh-huh. falling apart. They've got oh. big potholes and the buildings are crumbling and all of these things in Cuba. All of these things. Well, once Fidel gets back in there, I don't want to say your people made a little bit of a premature evaluation, although I, I will say this, he don't look too good, Fidel. He looks like he, he'd be illin'. Doesn't he? A little bit. You see him there with Hugo Chavez the other day? Mm-hmm. Not too good. You'd be illin'. A company that started out as a joke celebrates 10 years in business. Founder Jeremy Cowens <laughs> says that starting out, he and his friends just thought it would be fun for Jews to have their own beer and brewed up something called He Brew. Ten years later, with two million bottles sold, it's not a joke no more. I bet you those Muslims don't think it's no laughing matter either. They're schmata heads. Mm-hmm. I wonder how Ahmed, maybe Ahmadinejad, they'll slip him some Hebrew with the UN today. Wouldn't he be pissed at that, huh? Cowan says he likes the beer, but wouldn't want to abandon the inside joke that started it all. The punchline being, don't pass out, pass over. That's cute. The tiny San Francisco-based brew, which depends almost as much on shtick as it does on brewing expertise, is celebrating its anniversary, 10th anniversary, with several new beers. They include a rye-flavored tribute to the late comedian and free speech icon, Lenny Bruce. It's rye-flavored. I get it. like that? Oh, there's Bill Richardson. CNN. Yeah, there's Bill Richardson on CNN. Now, didn't he just go over there and uh, free the slaves? I mean, the prisoners in uh, Syria or somewhere? He was just over there, right? Serious? That was Bill, Bill Richardson, man from New Mexico. Okay. Hell of a guy. I mean, he ain't no condom Lisa, but who the hell is? Mad Dog coming up at 2 this afternoon. We got the Marlins and the Mets tonight. Any interest? No. Meaningless game. But luckily, it's at New York. So we don't have to bitch and bellyache him. Oh, gee, nobody showed up for the game, you know. At least they're consistent. The biggest names, the best talent. This is Neil Rogers, Sports Radio 560, QAM. This is the Neil Rogers Show. (laughs) This is your brain. (laughs) Any questions? Tonight on Biography, Stupid Celebrity Deaths. Dumb celebrities who did dumb things to die stupid. John Denver. Sunshine. Oh, my airplane that I built myself. Oh, Sonny Bono. No skin sure can be scary. Hey, Sonny, look out for that train. Huh? And, of course, Steve Irwin. Walker, look at that street grind. I won't have a 68454. Then, why too smooth? I am And coming soon, a biography Stupid Celebrity Deaths. The death of Dr. Atkins of Atkins Diet Fame, who slipped on ice. It's. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh. 1101 at 560. You never sent me those naked pictures of uh, James Franco, by I the sure way. I did. Don't you didn't send again. me nothing. I didn't get them. All right, I'll resend them. Send them to Yahoo. That, well, that hotmail starting to. What? I'm going to change all your uh, addresses to that. Yeah, the Hotmail, sometimes it comes through and sometimes it doesn't. Because if, it, if it's from anywhere down there, I think Hotmail filters it out because they know I'll get aggravated. So the movie with Susan Sarandon was Safe Passage. Okay. 1994, but she plays the mother who's got seven sons. All right, never heard of it. And one of them is off in the Middle East somewhere and uh, building its bomb. I don't know where the hell he is. 94. And the building gets bombed, and they're waiting on television to find out whether he's alive or dead. And the ending is corny and predictable and yada, yada. But it's pretty good. And the father, as usual, is a real slimeball, Sam Shepard. Haven't seen him, huh? 
No, but sounds interesting. It is interesting. It's pretty good. See, she's actually very good in that. Does she get naked? No. Okay. I don't think so. Not At least enough. not in the movie, anyway. Okay. Mike Whitney writes, I wonder if he's kin to Ray Whitney. Bush's cruel and degrading presidency. He says, Washington is a moral swamp. When the chief executive can stand at the presidential podium and make an unabashed appeal for torture, then the American dream is dead. Bush hates America, and only God knows why. He's been buoyed along his entire life on a raft of wealth and privilege, distancing himself from his endless failures, one after the other. Flop, flop, flop. Still, President Codpiece wants one more. Another pound of flesh to inflate his battered, alcohol-saturated ego. He wants to snuff out anything that even vaguely resembles honor or decency or dignity so it can permeate the world with his own fiendish image beaming from TVs across the globe. In fact, I think he's got a lot in common with those ragheads. You know why? One of his favorite hobbies is to kill some people. Yeah. Who could ever have imagined the president of the U.S. making the case for torture like some flannel-mouthed medicine man at a tent show? Where is your sense of decency, sir? The shame that Bush has brought on this country is nearly as great as the ignominy heaped on the nation by the Republican rubber stamp Congress. The House of Representatives is the real moral swamp. Not once in six years have they stood up to Bush. Not once. Meanwhile, the country is trundled off to war on a pack of lies. The president has authorized unlimited spying on the American people. 300,000 mostly poor black people were ethnically cleansed in New Orleans. And countless thousands of innocent Muslims have been kept in bondage in American gulags. And don't bother defending that phony McCain and his cadres of far-right toadies jousting with Bush on so-called secret evidence. What a joke. McCain never saw a war he didn't like. He's chairman of the International Republican Party, a slick-sounding NGO that topples foreign governments like Hugo Chavez that don't believe every, that every nickel of the world's wealth should go to the upper 1%. Even his fight against secret evidence is pure fiction. If McCain the Maverick wins, American-held prisoners will still not have the right to challenge their case in federal court or sue for damages in the case of unlawful arrest. McCain, Warner, and Graham have removed the habeas corpus, the foundation of American jurisprudence dating back 800 years in English law, as a fundamental human right. The only rights that prisoners will have are the right to appear before three of Rumsfeld's hand-picked stooges to plead for mercy. It's an utter travesty. Republicans love to lavish praise on that inveterate racist Winston bomb the niggers Churchill. Here's what Churchill said about habeas corpus. The power of the executive to cast a man into prison without formulating any change known to the, charge known to the law, and particularly to deny him the judgment of his peers, is in the highest degree odious and the foundation of all totalitarian government, whether Nazi or communist. According to the AP, there are more than 14,000 of these unlucky souls in Bush's gulags right now. That doesn't include the tens of thousands in Iraqi concentration camps and detention facilities. Bush not only claims the right to hold them indefinitely, but wants the Congress to endorse his right to torture them as he sees fit. This is the very definition of tyranny. Here's Bush defending torture in a September 6th speech. He said, Captured terrorists have a unique knowledge about how terrorist networks operate and knowledge of what plots are underway. The ticking time bomb farce. Our security depends on getting this kind of information. Like the September PDB, Bin Laden planning a strike on America? Many al-Qaeda or Taliban fighters try to conceal their identities and withhold information that could save American lives. They've received training on how to resist interrogation. And so the CIA used an alternate set of procedures. These procedures were designed to be safe, to comply with our laws, our Constitution, and our treaty obligations. The Department of Justice reviewed the authorized methods extensively and determined them to be lawful. Then why change the laws, George? No harm, no foul. Bush wants to change the law because he knows the procedures constitute torture, a violation of the War Crimes Act and the Geneva Conventions. His petition for torture goes far beyond a sadistic urge to inflict pain on other human beings. It's a frontal assault on the fundamental principles which underscore the Bill of Rights. It's an expression of the hatred he feels for our system, our laws, and our prevailing ethos. It's a way of forcibly removing any obstacles to absolute power. 
The opponents of torture mounted a flimsy, limp-wristed defense that torture procedures unreliable inf uh, produces unreliable information or that it may put our own soldiers at risk. What gibberish. That's the spineless equivocating of lawyers, not humans. We oppose torture because it's a moral evil. It makes no difference if you're religious or not. There is no lower form of human activity than inflicting pain on another person. None. Even killing somebody allows them to retain some trace of dignity. Torture robs them even of that. You like the way I'm reading this? Very well. That's all right. Anyone who thinks torture is quaint is unfit to lead. In fact, they're a cancer on society. Bush's rating against the Geneva Conventions is a sign of a man who accepts no legal or ethical constraints on his behavior. It's a blanket defense of cruelty and an attack on our core principles as Americans. It's the language of a dictator whose whole, sole aspiration is the expansion of his own despotic power. Bush says that the wording of Geneva is vague and that outrages against human dignity is hard to decipher. That's because he plans to push the limits of the law by exacting as much pain as possible from his victims. Geneva is not vague. It intentionally cast a broad net to discourage any harsh treatment of detainees in one's charge. Its condemnation of the cruel, inhuman, and degrading treatment of prisoners has never been challenged because it's a clear indictment of any such punishment. What is it that Bush doesn't understand about our laws and traditions? How can a man reach the pinnacle of power without the slightest resolve to defend even minimal standards of human decency? Inalienable rights have no geographic boundary. They're the province of every person. Prisoners are no less entitled to human rights than anybody else. The President's plea to repeal the Geneva Conventions is a portentous reminder of how absolute power corrupts absolutely and of how quickly America has slipped into the quicksand of moral depravity. How do you like that, good old Mike Excellent. Whitney? You go, Mike. There ain't no Ray Whitney, but then again, who is? Where's my naked pictures of James Franco? Check your, uh, your Yahoo. Check my Yahoo. Oh, no, he's in the sales department there, mangling. <laughs> old Yahoo man, Chris Jones, who just continues stonewalling. Heck of a job, Chris. I don't think I got any uh, mail here, man. I'm looking at my Yahoo, and I got uh, no, I got I got one. All right. I got one bulk one. Let me get rid of that. Only one. Solamente unos, una spina. Here what? you go. Here's a bunch of naked pictures of James Franco sent by George. <clears throat> Let's see. Only two of them are naked. Oh, one of them is naked. I told you he was hairless. Did I tell you that? Yeah, you, you mentioned that. <laughs> I guess he goes to the spa. Get out of here. He goes to the... What, what does that mean? He goes to the spa. He gets waxed. Get out of here, yeah. He gets whacked? They wax his ass. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, there's two naked pictures there. Boy, he looks like a real lady in that one on the bottom. Yeah, I know. That's for you. Oh, no. <laughs> he looks like a girly man. The one on the top, though, he looks uh, really macho. Yeah, right? I got that one off of uh, youreafag.com. <laughs> Holy moly. Bush him up a little bit on that bottom picture. I can't stand That just burst my bubble right there. Ooh, I don't want to look at it. It's not a pretty thing, I'll tell you right now. Well, he's better hey. as the Green Goblin, so, uh, you know, just don't worry. Woo. Well, I got so many things here. I got Doug Thompson's article, Ashamed to be an American. But I don't want to read him because Miguel will get up and walk out. Still here. Hell of a job, by the way, in that package, uh, oh. Kinko's. Enough to make me sick to my stomach. I wait to hear this story. Yeah, bull crap, okay? Tell them to let FedEx worry about it instead of uh, trying to be Butch Boss. Okay? Do not go there ever again. Ever. My Kinko's here, man, everything I told you. It works like clockwork. There's yeah. no problem. No problem. And yet you managed to find it. It's probably because it's that's near me. your house. That's right. That's my luck. See, you thought it was convenient. Guess what? Wrong. <laughs> Atlantic City. A New Jersey gay rights group, I wonder what James Franco thinks about that. A New Jersey gay rights group thought a Cher impersonator who happened to be a man would liven up a Democratic Party meeting but met resistance instead. Mm -hmm. The state Democrats gathered in Atlantic City, which Steve Goldstein, <laughs> founder of Garden State Equity, a gay rights organization, <laughs> booked Cher to appear in full Cher regalia and lip sync a few of the singer's greatest hits. 
Steve Goldstein, founder of a gay rights organization, Ow! Garden State Equality. I think I said equity. Well, it's partially it's blurred out. But before the impersonator could hit the stage, a state party official approached Goldstein, Ow! as witnesses told the Newark uh, Star-Ledger, and said, we can't have that walking in the hallway. What if the press sees that? Will they report on that in tomorrow's papers? You know, like, like that right. thing. That's exactly what they'll do. Remember the thing? Oh, God. Cher did get in a couple of numbers, however, and among those dancing was Senator Loretta Weinberg Bergen, a 71-year-old grandmother. Cher wasn't great, Weinberg told the Star-Ledger, but I survived it, and I didn't catch anything. I'm still wearing women's clothing. How do you like that? I wonder what Ooh. Steve Goldstein <laughs> thinks about that. See, you think you know somebody, and then you find out all of a sudden out of nowhere. 1,202 votes on the poll. Look at that, man. 1,202. Is that incredible or what? Oh, Butch's, uh, Butch's speech at the U.N. at 1130. Are we going to be listening to that? No, no chance. No chance. I wouldn't pollute my or your eardrums with that crap. Thank you. Most, here's the poll today. And, of course, in the wake of all the great things that are going on in the world today, the love, the brotherhood, the kindness, the understanding. Most religious people are full of Schmidt, 739, 61.1. Oh, there's Ahmadinejad. I just like saying it. Mm -hmm. Now that I can. Schmidt, 739, 61.1% of everybody in this audience said, you're full of crap, all you religionists, man. You're evil. You're the ones that we need to avoid like crazy, like the plague. Stay away from us. They're full of hate, 277. That's why they like to uh, kill a bunch of people. I hate this pool, 89. Well, too bad. Emotional cripples. They're full of kindness, 76, and love, only 27. How uh, Six, well, let's see, 8.4% say something like they're full of something good, which means over 90% said, look out, beware. All they're right. Saying, yeah, look out now. Well, I tell you, like my stiff neck and my shoulder mm -hmm. mats, I'm in bad shape. And all of it since uh, Clarence came in here this morning. The biggest names, the best talent. Hey, Clarence. You Clarence. Rogers, Sports Radio 560, QAM. God. Sports, sports. Sports, 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 sports. Sports, sports, sports. Sports, 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 sports. Sports, sports, sports. Sports, sports, sports. Sports, 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 Joey Hamilton. Sports, 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 that's the chicken eggs take on the Kenny and Bo show. But you forgot to mention one thing. Hurricane f***ing oh. blow. Yeah. So James Franco, and leave it to you to find that picture, man. Every other picture, he looks fabulous. I think you did that just because you found out he was Jewish. 
Oh, he is? Yes. I didn't do that on purpose. I, you know, thought I'd send a shirtless picture there. James Edward Franco. Well, the, the one on top would have done very nicely, okay? That one on the bottom, he looks really... Fining! Although, to, if we want to dispel that, he lives in L.A. That should disprove it. He has dated actress Marla so Sokoloff, with whom he co-starred in the film Whatever It Takes. You know who Marla Sokoloff is? No. Oh. Well, he has dated her. Not lately, though. He was chosen by People Magazine as one of the 50 hottest bachelors of 2004. He paints extensively in his free time. Yay. And even attended a private painting school during his teen years. His work's already been displayed in art galleries, and he's also currently, uh, let's see, he's uh, signed a return in Spider-Man 3. It'll be released May 4, 2007. Unless George Bush blows up the world before that. And by the way, lots of rumors, especially in the time of Newsweek there about... Uh, the, Iran, the Iran attack. We had the Iraq attack, which worked out mm -hmm. very, very well. And now they're thinking about an Iran attack. Great. And WW3, like Newt Gingrich. Why not? Oh, look at that. One, two, three, four. Man. If uh, Willis McGahee could just count that high, you know what? One, two, three, four. He can only count to three, though, and that's why I thought it was third down. What are these uh, things you're sending me? Here's one that says... I thought you might enjoy this article. Also, there's an article in today's uh, Herald Sports section about WQMA and the ticket with the headline, Disappointed South Florida's fans speak their peace. Oh, my God, Andy in Miami Beach. He says, have a sweet new year. I'll dive in for you. Well, that's right. we got the Jew holidays coming up. I forgot about that. Look at that. Tanks roll into Bangkok, Thailand amid rumors of a coup. All right. Oh, you like that. And you know who just left there, don't you? Who? John Mark Carr. <gasps> Caribbean Queen Raul Castro. It says, over the past six weeks, Americans have learned quite a bit about Raul Castro, who took over the Cuban government in late July. One thing they haven't been told, however, is something millions of Cubans have long taken for granted. That little bro is gay. How do you like that? Now we know what that movie was all about. Eating Raul? Oh, yeah? It's not a new rumor by any means, but it's flamed up again. Flamed up. In the wake of Fidel's hospitalization for intestinal bleeding, news articles on exile websites about the handover which may prove temporary if Fidel ever recovers are routinely accompanied by reader comments that refer to Raul as El Maricón, a Spanish derogatory term equivalent to faggot. Maricón. Some sites claim he's bisexual. He is, after all, married with four children. Or a crossdresser while others name his alleged partners. Asked how widespread the belief is, a member of a Cuban exile family from Miami told Radar simply, everyone knows Raul is gay. And it goes on at great length. Well, all right, In then. fact, his daughter, Mariela Castro, is the country's leading advocate for gay, lesbian, and transgendered rights. Uh-huh. If it were a touchy issue with your father, I don't think he'd be running the transgender clinic, which I guess uh, maybe that's why Dick Cheney's daughter is such a big uh, advocate. I don't know. Either way, it says the rumor has endured for years. Allen Ginsberg wrote about it in his journal, and Andy Warhol alluded to it in his 1965 film, The Life of Juanita Castro. And it isn't likely to die anytime soon. If Fidel does die, however, cruising the Castro could take on a whole new meaning. Oh, no. Ar, 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 ar. Yeah. <laughs> That's bad. Doug Thompson writes, Ashamed to be an American. You know, your buddy Doug Thompson, who's writing more columns now than when, well, now that he's underground somewhere, and they can't find him. <laughs> Thai Prime Minister declares a state of emergency. Uh, that was mired in controversy oh, no. with accusations of dirty tricks and rigging the election. And in the end, Sounds like America to me. another one, and that was supposed to happen uh, next month. But uh, it looks like now uh, the military uh, or someone has got uh, bored with waiting for... For, for democracy to be restored or for this election to happen, and they've stepped in, and uh, uh, it looks like they've uh, uh, tried to do something themselves. Hello, I'm John Mark Carr, and I have a confession. 
I killed the crocodile hunter. I didn't mean to. I accidentally poked him with my pointy barb. I'm taking full responsibility and I'm willing to face charges in Australia if I can fly first class on Qantas. <laughs> Throw another shrimp on the Barbie. <laughs> that is that is so good. Pretty unusual, huh? Yeah. yeah. For them to send something pretty good. 23 past 11, Doug Thompson says, I never thought I'd reach the point where I was ashamed of my country. I was wrong. I've loved America for most of my 58 years. I've fought for her, killed for her, bled for her, and damn near died for her more than once. I served my country even when I thought she was wrong because I felt it was my duty as an American to do so. But I can no longer do so, Dougie writes. America today has become what we always stood up against, a tyrant, a destroyer of freedom, an international murderer with no regard for human rights or life, no morality, and no belief in the rule of law. America now threatens the peace of the world far more than any terrorist group, any communist country, or any tin-horned dictator with a suitcase nuke. I've lived with the Americans for one year and eight months as if I was living in hell, Baghdad shopkeeper Amchad Qasim al-Aliawi told the AP after he was released from 20 months in captivity without ever being charged with a crime or even being told what he was suspected of doing. According to an AP investigative report, the American government holds some 14,000 detainees in secret prisons around the world. Few have any idea why they're held. All are denied legal representation or even given details of the charges against them, and many are later released without explanation or even an apology. If you, God forbid, are an innocent Afghan who gets sold down the river by some warlord rival, you can end up at Bagram and have absolutely no way of clearing your name, said John Sifton of Human Rights Watch in New York. You can't have a lawyer present evidence or do anything organized to get yourself out of there. Evidence continues to mount that many of these prisoners are tortured in ways that violate the Geneva Convention, an international accord that governs how civilized nations are supposed to treat prisoners of war, and President Bush reminds us constantly that we are at war with terrorism. But America really is at war with itself, attacked from within by a madman president who claims a divine mission from God, waging a fierce battle against the principles that once guided this nation and set it above those who treated human life with callous disregard and claimed any means, no matter how barbaric, justified the cause. America is no longer respected by its allies, admired on the world stage, or trusted by its own citizens. Just ask Chris Jones. Polls show an overwhelming majority of Americans think Bush lies-based war in Iraq was a monumental mistake. Most also think the president of the U.S. is dishonest and that our government lies to us on a regular basis. Sadly, they're right. The Iraq war is an incredible foobar that has destroyed a nation, created a new heaven for terrorists, and cost more American lives than the attack on the World Trade Center in New York. Bush is not only a serial liar, but an unstable despot whose sanity is increasingly doubted by members of his own family and party. He ignores the will of the people he's supposed to serve, violates international law at will, and treads the Constitution along with the freedoms that are once protected. America is detained without charges and then released without explanation or apology nearly 18,700 people since June of 2004, the AP investigation found. Many of those released tell horror stories of their treatment while in prison, including torture by attaching electrical wires to genital areas, waterboarding, creating the fear of drowning by submerging prisoners, use of dogs, and threats of long-term imprisonment. Walid Abdul Karim, 26, told the AP how his guards would wield their absolute authority. Tell us about the ones who attack Americans in your neighborhood, he quoted interrogators, saying, or I will keep you in prison for another 50 years. Such treatment only fuels hatred toward this country. I will hate Americans for the rest of my life, Karim said. I understand why Karim hates Americans and the country they represent. I don't hate America. I love my country, but I hate what our so-called leaders have done to her. Thanks to the illogical, illegal, and insane actions of George W. Bush and those who follow him, Americans can no longer hold their heads high and take pride in their country. Bush and his fellow terrorists have destroyed a great country and I fear the damage may be permanent and irreparable. Irreparable. How do you like that? That's what your buddy Doug Thompson said. All right. When are we going waterboarding? It's enough to make you want to go out and... Is it really worth it? 
It must be. I, I guess I need to put that on a button because I think there are going to be a lot of people so. doing that very yeah. soon. Especially those good religions going to be going out to kill some people. Right. Have you ever felt that the moment you pay for something is the moment that the store stops caring? Dial a mattress is at their best after you purchase your new mattress. Call them at 1-800-MATTRESS and get factory direct prices from Dollar Mattress lower than the chain stores. Dollar Mattress also has 12 months financing, too. Call 1-800-MATTRESS. You'll get the lowest prices on the best brands. Sealy, Serta, King Coral, Simmons, Tempur-Pedic, and Stearns, and Foster Hewitt. Dollar Mattress has a 99.7% on-time delivery rate. You just choose the date and time you want that new mattress delivered. Seven days a week from 8 a.m. to 10 p.m. Even the same day that you call, and Dollar Mattress delivers like crazy. Aftercare is one of the major reasons why they're ranked number one in the world in customer satisfaction. And why I've used them for years, you'd have to be crazy to buy a new mattress any other way. Look them up on the web at mattress.com or make that easy call, 1-800-MATTRESS, 1-800-M-A-T-T-R-E-S. Leave off the last S because it stands for sales holes. The biggest names, the best talent. This is Neil Rogers, Sports Radio 560, 2 a.m. You get a lot of big Neil Rogers on Sports Radio W2AM. Yeah. Uh-huh. So deceptive. They had to use the Photoshop to take off the weight I got to put CBS on top. I need to look young and hot. Whoa, when they use the Photoshop on my publicity shot. Give me curves that I don't got. Hey, guys, thanks a lot. Whoa, go on a diet. Don't be a joker. Won't staple my stomach like Al Roker. Airbrush my waist so I don't look fatter. Make me sexier than Dan Rather. Here's a news flash. This just in. They also erased my extra chin. I lost 20 pounds overnight. I just got hit on by Walter Cronkite to bust out the Photoshop. And don't you ever stop. Now that I got the anchor slot. I need to stay young and hot. Whoa! Katie Couric in his house. NBC, they're not dope. Any care, anybody care about Thailand? No. All you pedophiles out there, I'd postpone the trip. 27 to noon at QM. So anyway, here's a list of Jewish actors and actresses. Wow, wow, wow. Only about 40,000 on here. Wow, well, I'm exaggerating. About 30, man. 30,000. Current, Paula Abdul. Okay. You know, she, she was married to John Stamos. I thought she was an Arab. Yeah, I knew that. Juliana Margulies, Rachel Weitz, Sarah Jessica Parker, and yeah, Selma yeah. Blair. I wonder if she's kin to Linda Blair or Tony Blair. Boy, let's let's just read the names of all of these people. We'll be on until midnight. Sarah Ramos. You see, you see, like James Franco. Don't that sound like Italian, like Franco-American? It does. He's Jewish. God almighty. Rachel Bilson, Amanda, um, Amanda Bynes, Aaron Carter. Aaron Carter. New reality show coming out, by the way. Oh, boy. Not Aaron Carter, Nick Carter's brother? Gay. Well, we know that, but that's beside the point. Aaron Carter is Jewish? Apparently. Give me a break. If he's Jewish, how come it doesn't have Nick Carter on here, huh? Yeah, uh-huh. that would be your clue if the other guy's on there. That would be kind of a clue, but guess what? He ain't got here. Well, we could Google it, but who knows? They're, they're old news, man. That's dead meat. Believe me. Old news. Zach Efron. Ben Feldman. Uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Jake Gyllenhaal. Oh, no. Are you kidding me? Gay. I knew it. Get out of here. Jake Gyllenhaal is gay. Get out of here. Just because he was in Gremlins and he was playing with those fuzzy little things. No, because he was in Broke Ass Mountain. 
Jake Gyllenhaal? Oh, that's right, he was. I forgot. I, I told you I didn't watch the rest of it. Out, out of sight, out of mind. Also, in other words, so that also makes what's his name gay? The other uh, gay. that boring British guy? No, but those are the jokes. That ugly British guy. What's his name? Uh, Heath. Bar. Heath Ledger. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's also you fairy. gay. Not so. Jake. Uh, this is pretty interesting. Jake Gyllenhaal is Jewish. He was also in some really bad grade Z movie I saw not too long ago. Um, see if you watch the uh, well, you know if you have. Cable that's got some good channels on it. Yeah, but I don't. Oh. Gregory Smith, Marla Sokoloff. Now, wasn't she, didn't we just read that she was uh, dating um, James Franco? Probably because they were both Jewish. See I that? that? As if that's a surprise that somebody named Sokoloff might be Jewish. Well, go ahead. On J-Date. Natalie Portman. There, there's 80 billion names on here, man. I could read them all. Ricky Ullman. Joey Zimmerman. I never heard of almost any of these people. And you want to know Why? Why? Probably because most of these people are on some, like, uh, you know, sitcoms or have, like, minor parts in movies that I've never seen. Oh, Jason Schwartzman. Remember, Dr. Remember Dr. Schwartzman and Fatso? Uh-huh. <laughs> oh. And he reached over and he grabbed a grape. That was beautiful. Poor Don DeLuise, man. Although he's still alive. That's amazing, isn't it? Yes, Corey please. Feldman. Oh, he, There's two things we know about him. Number one, he's Jewish. Number two, he's an, very annoying. And ugly. God, do I hate him. Sarah Michelle Geller. Mm-hmm. Andrew Ginsburg. <coughs> oh, no. Seth, Seth Green. Right. What about Seth Greenberg? Oh, Maggie Gyllenhaal. I didn't know that there was a Maggie Gyllenhaal, but we do now. Just Golden Globe-nominated American actress. What does she do? She's in, I, I know her as his sister. I know oh. her face, but I don't know what she's from, done. From the party. She's, um, yeah, let's see, t- she's 29. Kate Hudson. Rashida Jones. Rashida is to be Jewish? Holy moly. That's almost as exciting as Paula Abdul. Gwyneth Paltrow. Now, we never knew that before, did we? No. No. Did you know that? No. Joaquin Phoenix. River Phoenix. Get out of here. River Phoenix was Jewish? Maybe they converted. you got to be kidding me. Summer Phoenix. Rain Phoenix. Michael Rosenbaum. Winona Ryder. Boy, this is Fred Savage. Boy, is that an annoying kid. Probably not a kid anymore. He's, you know how old he is now? About 30, man. Still annoying. He's about my age, yeah. Yeah, annoying. Tori Spelling. Aren't these like uh, just Kevin Weissman? Uh, and that's about it. And I go, go yeah, Paula, this is Paula Abdul, Patricia Arquette. Well, if Patricia Arquette is Jewish, does that mean that Charlie Weaver was Jewish? Cliff Arquette? I imagine. He was a daddy, wasn't he? I don't know. Oh. Well, you better get with it. You better know your Arquettes, mister, because you sure as a... Uh, Matthew Broderick is Jewish. Well, get yeah, out of here. Everybody knew that. He's married B.B. Cates. B.B. Cates is Jewish. How do you like that? She's married uh, to Kevin Klein. Yeah. So, he's that makes sense. David Duchovny. Robert Downey Jr. Oh, brother. Well, that explains it. Yeah. <laughs> Melissa Gilbert. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I'm skipping over. There's like 75 million names. Oh, there's a million of them. Jennifer Jason Lee. Yeah, there's all these Jews, I know. So many Jews in so little time. That's what Ahmadinejad's going to say to you in today. Cindy Margolis. No, why, why am I going through all of these? I'll kill some good time. Sarah Jessica Parker, there she is. Boy, do we hate her or what? Sean nice. Penn. Sean freaking Penn is Jewish. Yeah. Adam Sandler is Jewish. Oh, I'm going to kill him. What a surprise that is, huh? <laughs> I know, but it's one thing to know it. It's another thing to see it in print. Rob Schneider. Right. Uh, let's see. Ali Sheedy. I asked her how she was feeling. She said kind of crappy. John Stewart. Is Jewish from the Daily no, Show. Well, we knew that. <laughs> ben Stiller was there for any doubt. He, he annoys me. I don't know what it is. Ben Stiller, does he bother you? Uh, I don't know. Yeah. if Bother is the right word. Oh, and speaking of yeah, Scott Wolf, 
Who? He was on Party of Five. Don't you remember Scott Wolf? No, he was a real was pretty brother. boy. I beg your pardon? He was the brother. No, I think he was a sister. Well, okay. Jamie Lee Curtis is half Jewish and celebrates what she nicknames Kronika, which she points out equals pure pressure. I see. I'm a Hungarian Jew. My grandmother, uh, God rest her soul, was a Hungarian Jew. I'm uh, my grandmother now. Well, I don't understand that. Well, she's confused. Well, Tony Curtis was Jewish, wasn't he? Yes. Well. Bernie Schwartz. Daniel Day-Lewis. Okay. Actor being Irish, Jewish, and posh. Fran Drescher. That's a surprise. <laughs> <laughs> Harvey Firestein. Oy vey. Kerry that's Fisher. wrong. Al Franken. Oh, this, this, this <laughs> yeah. is too much. I'll, I'll go back every now and then. Definitely. Every now and then in between yeah. calls, I'll go back to it. <laughs> oh. Yeah, call my ass, okay? It's got a hell of a ring to it. <laughs> Get a horn. Yeah. Before we do the break, let's see what this Oh, here's some. Look at this. He's not that after all. We were worried about you, Sean. He says, here's a couple that might appeal. I sent the first one to George via email, but either he didn't get it or he Schmidt canned it. I, I thought it. it was pretty good, but then again, I have an inflated opinion of everything that's sprouts from my brains or loins, he says. First time I saw this. Even from his... Rectum. Yeah, he didn't get it. Those mystery emails that vanish into thin air. Probably a Jewish conspiracy, no doubt. That's what Ahmadinejad is going to say at the Bell end of the The Jews are responsible for all the lost email in the world. Yeah, that's right. That's what Joe Bell says. What the hell does he know? Buy him a radio, would you please? No, no, better, better not. How's Chris Jones doing? Anybody seen him since we started this thing this morning? No. He, he is as useless as breast on a, on a boiling uh, hot pan. Okay. You know what I mean? I'll make use of that. They might look good, but you can't touch them. Too hot to handle. 1,280 votes, but we're going to have 1,300 before noon. This is a shocker, you know what? I think it's because they missed me so bad yesterday. Not. They really enjoyed your show yesterday, George. Uh-huh. They did. You had a re- I can tell by the response on there. You had so many more people listening than usually when you're on, you know, on the Internet. That's because they thought it was you. No. No, usually when you're on, you have, you know, like... About 30, man. Yeah, about 10 people. No, seriously. Mm-hmm. They loved it. It must be because it was more that anti-religious thing. You must have been bashing the Pope yesterday. Yes, I was. With a and all stick. those ragheads. All those schmata heads. All of the above. Yeah. All of these things. Well, what about the... Wouldn't that have been a logical response to that? What about the Inquisition and the Crusade? Sure. They heard only one person say that, that all religions uh-huh. go out and... Kill some people. And, of course, in the Old Testament, God told the Jews to go out and kill all their enemies. Every single one. Don't That's miss right. a single one of them. Didn't even make them an offer they couldn't refuse. No. Just and he, had Abraham, he told Abraham to kill his son, if you recall that. That's right. But that was a to, psych job. To test him. He was, yeah, yeah. psych. <laughs> oh, two ladies already dead. Oh, sorry. How do you like that? That's the religionist man. All they know how to do is brainwash and kill some people. That's it. And take your money, of course, tax-free, tax-exempt. You religious, all you getchkeys, man, all the getchkeys, they need to be eliminated, which leaves a lot of room for the rest of us, a lot of fresh air. 17 till noon at QM. You know, sometimes it's the things you can't see that can hurt you. In South Florida for 28 years, and I've used them for over 20 years in my own homes, Dry Concepts is the best at dry cleaning your carpets and making them look just like brand new. When you dry clean your carpets, you can clean today, entertain tonight. That's for true. Carpets stay cleaner longer with no sticky residue left behind. And with over 50,000 satisfied customers, you won't be left alone like we are by the sales department. And don't forget the dry concepts are also the experts when it comes to water damage restoration. Good to keep in mind during hurricane season. Certified technicians get you out of the mold zone in minutes, not days. And dry concepts can get your home business dry within 24 to 72 hours. It's guaranteed. I get choked up just thinking about it. Just thinking about Chris Jones, I get choked up. To top it all off, Dry Concepts has got a state-of-the-art oriental rug cleaning plant, the only one in South Florida on-site, dedicated to keeping your expensive area rugs looking just like brand new. So do yourself a favor and call Dry. What's what's the guy's name, the new uh, copy guy? Uh, Chris. No, that's the new uh, traffic guy. Chris. Oh, Chris? That's how we got. We, uh, everybody, uh, everybody they hired Everyone is named Chris. Chris. Traffic guy is Christian. Oh, is that it? 
He doesn't know Chris. Oh. So do yourself a favor and call Drug Concepts today. Believe me, you'll never call anybody else again. Call them toll-free from Dave Broward of the Palm Beaches. 1-800-248-5071. It's on the Chris Jones told you to call. 1-800-248-5071. Or on the Wicked Web, just log on to dryconcepts.com. The biggest names, the best talent. This is Neil Rogers, Sports Radio 560, QAM. Oh! This is an ABC News special report. The terrorists, they will not leave us alone. They are thrown into panic at the sight of an old man, and we are determined to stop them. Earlier this year, I traveled to the United States where women are prisoners in their homes. We've created new programs to monitor phone calls and save American lives. As a mother, I cross my fingers and pray all the time. Thank you. Peace out. Thanks for the polls, Sean. I'll use them all, okay? I'm not a hard ass like George. I think your polls are great, some of them. You just probably never got them, you know? Never got that email. This is a very long article that I'm not going to read because Miguel would get up and start throwing things and run out of the building, screaming and yelling and peeing on the street. Do that anyway. Sources, August terror plot is a fiction underscoring police failures. Written by Nafiz Ahmed. British Army expert cast doubt on liquid explosives threat Al-Qaeda network identified in the U.K. Lieutenant Colonel, uh, retired Lieutenant Colonel Nigel Wilde, not related to Oscar Wilde, a former senior British Army intelligence officer, suggested that the police and government story about the terror plot revealed on August 10th was part of a pattern of lies and deceit. British and American government officials have described the operation, which resulted in the arrest of 24 mostly British Muslim suspects, as a resounding success. Thirteen of the suspects have been charged and two released without charges. According to security sources, the terror suspects were planning to board up to 10 civilian airliners and detonate highly volatile liquid explosives on the planes in a spectacular terrorist operation. The liquid explosives, either TATP, triacetone triperoxide, DADP, diacetone diperoxide, or less sensitive, I guess you hide that in your diapers? I guess. Or less sensitive HMTP, hexamethylene triperoxide diamine, were reportedly to be made on board the planes by mixing sports drinks with a peroxide-based household gel and then be detonated using an MP3 player or mobile phone. But Lieutenant Colonel Wilde, who was awarded the Queen's Gallantry Medal for his command of the Belfast Explosive Ordnance Disposal Unit in 74, described the scenario as fiction. Creating liquid explosives is a highly dangerous and sophisticated task, he says, one that requires not only significant chemical expertise, but also the appropriate equipment. The idea that these people could sit in the plane toilet and simply mix these together, normal household fluids, to create a highly explosive a high explosive capable of blowing up the entire aircraft is untenable. Let me say it again. Untenable said Lieutenant Colonel Wilde, who was trained in, as an ammunition technical officer responsible for terrorist bomb disposal at the Royal Army Ordnance Camps in Sandhurst. After working as a bomb defuser in Northern Ireland, Lieutenant Colonel Wilde became senior officer in the British Army Intelligence in 77. During the Cold War, he collected intelligence as part of an undercover East German liaison unit, and uh, then he went on to blah, 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 blah. Who cares? So who came up with the idea that a bomb could be made on board? Not Al-Qaeda, for sure. It wouldn't work. Bin Laden is interested in success, not deterrence by failure, he said. The story has been blown all out of proportion. The liquids would need to be carefully distilled at freezing temperatures to extract the required chemicals, which are very difficult to obtain in the purities needed. Once the fluids have been extracted, the process of mixing them produces significant amounts of heat and vile fumes. The resulting liquid then needs some hours at room temperature for the white crystals that are the explosive to develop. The whole process, which can take between 12 and 36 hours, is very dangerous even in the lab and can lead to premature detonation, said Lieutenant Colonel Wilde. If there was a conspiracy, yet it didn't involve manufacturing the explosives in the loo, as this simply could not have worked. In the loo. The process would be quickly and easily detected. The fumes of the chemicals in the toilet would be smelt by anybody in the area. Smelt. 
They dealt it, and we smelt it. <laughs> oh, did you see that? The uh, space shuttle man that got source out of this floating yeah. debris outside. They don't know what it is. I think it's some evildoers, don't you? Or maybe it's a flying sausage. <laughs> they would also inevitably cause the alarms in the toilet and in the air chain system in the aircraft to be triggered. The pilot has the ability to dump all the air from an aircraft as a firefighting measure, leaving people to use oxygen masks. All this means the plan's attack will be detected long before the queues outside the loo had grown to enormous lengths. The queue and the loo. How do you like that? That means line. It goes for on. A, it's uh, on our website. Read it. Read it and weep. Do you realize by noon we're going to have over 1,300 votes? Excellent. They see, even George says excellent, which he usually says, who cares, you know? Who cares? Who gives a crap? Oh, we don't want to read about the dead people in Kirkuk. No more of that propaganda, Neil. Nobody wants to hear about dead bodies in Iraq, okay? It's bad. It's just propaganda. That's right. Just more of that anti-Bush crap that you keep spewing. Oh, and speaking of our friend... Do, 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 do. Oh, I, I've been waiting to read this one. Milford, Connecticut. A man who claims he had a heart attack during a dispute over an ill-fitting hairpiece that didn't, oh, <laughs> that boy. didn't match his hair color is suing the wig shop. <clears throat> There's nothing worse than an ill-fitting hairpiece. Do, 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 do. You know what I'm saying? Uh, that's correct. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, a little slow. Oh, no. Let's see. What about that? The uh, doctor that performed the surgery on uh, Jay Fiedler's thumb. Mm -hmm. Isn't he the same doctor that performed the uh, procedure on your toupee? Um, it's the doctor who performed the surgery. Let's think about that. Uh huh. What's his name? Why? Feeler's doctor? I don't know who he used. Did he use George Caldwell? I'm not sure. I didn't I'm not sure where he was a doctor, didn't he? I'm not sure where he went. Did he go to Holy Cross? I, I didn't read it. Not sure. Well. Bottom line is that I don't, the doctors can't tell how long Jay's going to be out. No, you're not, you're not sure. Somewhere in least a month, could be up to eight weeks, somewhere in there. Wally on the wall with your QM. Paul Lewis claims he suffered a heart attack after refusing to pay for the hairpiece that was not only the wrong size, but also the wrong color. He's seeking more than $15,000 in damages. Lewis filed a countersuit in Superior Court after Paula's Wig Boutique of Orange filed a small claims action seeking $500 in payment for the hairpiece. Lewis claims he fell ill in December 2004 after Paula Wood, the owner of the wig shop, threatened to call police because he refused to pay. Lewis told the Connecticut Post that Wood sold him the hairpiece in a darkened room, and he didn't realize it was the wrong color until later. He said he put a stop on a payment on a check he issued to the shop. Wood said she had no idea why Lewis suffered a heart attack over the incident, added that he was so happy with the hairpiece when he left the shop that he hugged me and thanked me. She added that her shop is brightly lit, and Lewis left with the hairpiece during the day. Well, maybe, you know, maybe he looked good at the moment, but then later on, it kind of like did that comedian routine, you know? Like when some people used to leave home in the morning, they looked in the mirror and do, 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 thought do, do, they looked do. really spiffy, you know? And then it came into work and everybody was like, uh, <laughs> like that. 1,303 votes. Tanks roll into Bangkok, Thailand. have been rumors of a coup. But no one seems to know exactly why that's happening. As I mentioned... What does that have to do with who killed John Bonet? Attempt, uh, the Thai Prime Minister... What does that have to do with why Anna Nicole's kid died? New York, at the U.N. General Assembly, attending those meetings that we are... By the way, he looked pretty schmutzy at the time of death anyway. You know, he had that facial well, hair. He was starting to look pretty bad. You don't usually look your best at death. Right, you look like... How death. do you know that? Most How do you know what River Phoenix looked like when he was dying on the sidewalk there in L.A.? I don't, I don't know. It's he was Jewish? It's not a good time for people when they're dying. You see, there's, there's only one thing about, you know, the, I mean, the females on there didn't tell you much anyway, like Paula Abdul. What does that mean? Turncoat. But at least when you see the Jewish the males on there, it tells you one thing when you find out they're Jewish. You know what I'm saying? I, I don't, don't want to get too I, personal. I don't know. Yeah, that's a circumspect. Uh-huh. Maybe that's why they call them River Phoenix. 
Maybe about that whole family has got those bizarre names, you know? Princess Winterfall, Summer Spring, Rain, mm-hmm. and Joaquin. Well, how does Joaquin fit into that, huh? Uh, I don't know. Very maybe, carefully. Maybe there were pictures. Thirteen. Yeah, that, that could be it. There were some names on there, some Julio names sure. on there. That sounded a little bit suspicious to me. Got a bunch of them. But James Franco, there's a good Jewish guy. Mm-hmm. Circumspect. An Italian Jew, I imagine. Get out of here. Well, because his name is Franco. How about a Spanish Jew, man? How about Francisco Franco? He wouldn't yeah, know Italian. That's right. See? He could be a Spaniard. Could be a Cuban Jew, a Juban. He could be. we got tons. No, you don't. Most no, religious people are full of Schmidt. 790. 790? Uh-oh. Don't, don't take it personal, Joel. 790. Uh-oh. Hate 308. I hate this pool. 97. 7.4%. That percent is a little bit too high. We don't. We take umbrage to that, okay? I think it's a fine pool. I bet you even Sean out there thinks it's a fine pool. And even uh, the guy who created the pool thinks it's pretty good. Me. Kindness, 81. And love. You know how many people I say uh, religions, uh, p- religious people, peoples? About 30, man. Full of love, yeah. Full of crap. You got it right, baby. Over 60%. They're on to you. Uh-oh, the Thai Prime Minister declared a state of emergency as unrest hits Bangkok. Should have been put on him involving... Uh, what did she say? What word did she say there? An abuse I don't of know. power. Uh-oh. Okay. She said something had been put on him. Uh, her, him, it... God. If I sound a little inco- incoherent, it's because I probably should be back in bed. Thanks a lot, Clarence. 8.25 this morning, I came in here feeling great. After about three minutes with you, it was like, uh... I'm dying over here. The biggest names, the best talents. This is Heck of a follow-up, too, by the way, sweetheart. Heck of a job. This is Mark Morgan. It's the 12 to 1 hour on QAM. If you just got back today, that your T.O. who used to play. Like nobody else mattered anyway But man, I still think Jerry Jones is crazy The boys are back to clown, the boys are going down I said the boys are back to clown There's noise in Dallas town You know that jerk who used to dance a lot Every time he got in the end zone with a sharpie in his sock Man, he thought he was cool, but he was really not What a joke that Terrell Owens and that time at the Cowboys played, when T.O. danced on the logo, what a disgrace. Then Emmett ran over and got in his face, and now he thinks they won't forget it. The boys are back to clown, the boys are going down. I said, the boys are back to clown, there's noise in Dallas town. I said, T.O.'s been hanging round, his ego is renowned. Boys are back to clown. Their points for going down. 1203, man, he's a real credit. Didn't he just bust his pinky or something this past weekend? Who? T.O. Oh, he's talking I'm to you, Miguel. Miguel oh. not you. Yeah. Uh, I couldn't tell you. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I beg your pardon? I was watching a Dolphin game, man. That's all I was paying attention to. Yeah, but you, in other words, you haven't, you've haven't. you been listening to this radio station, 27? Uh, I have. Okay, yeah, sure. Um, well, get with it. These are the kind of... Two things you should know. One, one is all about T.O., and the other one is... Hurricane f***ing blow! That. Well, that part I got. Oh. Right, clear. Yeah. 31 to 7. My God, that sounds like a little girls team to me. It's a damn good thing they're playing uh, Vassar or some school for the blind this week again. Who are they playing? FIU? Houston. Oh, Houston, then FIU. No, FIU is still a couple more weeks. Oh, I'm sorry. 
after they lose to like a real team, I don't think they have any more real teams on the schedule. They don't want to. They don't want to schedule too many real teams on there. Donna Shalili might get her knickers in a wad because you know something. I think she was right. We didn't didn't want that on there because the Hurricanes don't have balls. They did not belong on that billboard on that ad campaign. Nice going, Donna. You idiot. You uh, you fairy maniac. Not fooling anybody, sweetheart. Maybe she's got balls, but not the Hurricanes. Speaking of people without balls, when Viacom kingpin Sumner Redstone said that Tom Cruise's personal conduct is the reason for killing his production deal with Paramount, the 83-year-old mogul's candor rocked Hollywood. But Radar has learned Redstone may have let Cruise off easy, especially in light of allegations the actor dispatched goons from the Church of Scientology to intimidate Redstone's studio chieftain Brad Gray. Rhymes with gay. How do you like that? Uh-huh. According to a high-ranking media exec, Paramount Pictures' Hancho Gray had a highly unpleasant run-in with the church during his tense negotiations with Cruz over Mission Impossible 3. Now, remember when Michael Jackson trial was going on? Mm-hmm. And he had those goons there? That's uh, right. Nation of Islam, baby. Yeah. Gray, who had recently joined the studio, entered the talks determined to make Cruz accept a smaller share of the gross revenues than he had from the first two installments in the franchise. For those films, the actor reportedly took home an unheard of 30% of the total revenue. About 30, man. Leaving the orifice one night, the diminutive Gray, walking to his car in the Permont lot, suddenly found himself surrounded by more than a dozen Scientologists wow. who pressured him to ease up on the actor, according to the source. How do you like that? See, Tommy's got his butch buddies. He may not be so uh-huh. macho himself. He's got his butch bunk butt buddies, baby. Tough guys. A dozen of them? Yeah. No, it took a dozen. This guy's mm-hmm. about three feet tall, this mm-hmm. gray guy. Mm-hmm. Following a terse exchange, the visitors allowed Gray to get into his car and leave, but the message was clear. Like Joey Zaza, you know, sent a message. <laughs> Though he was unnerved by the incident, sources say Gray stood his ground. After protracted negotiations, Cruz eventually agreed to a less generous deal. Neither Gray nor Paramount responded to repeated queries, uh-huh. but a spokeswoman from the Church of Scientology disputes the report, saying the church has nothing to do with anybody's business affairs. But to many Hollywood veterans, the incident is reminiscent of another recent backlot battle. In the late 90s, John Travolta, who is still there in the closet with Tommy and with R. Kelly... Mm-hmm. Lobbied reluctant former Fox Studio chief Bill Mechanic to produce. Oh, I wonder if he was kin to a Mike and the Mechanics. Lobbied reluctant former Fox Studio chief Bill Mechanic to produce Battlefield Earth, the science fiction stinker based on a story by Scientology founder L. Ron Hubbub. He had scientists all over. Scientologists all over me. Mechanic told Radar last year. They come up to you and they know who you are. Despite the religion's reputation for intimidating its enemies, Mechanic like Ray was unswayed. You think in any way, shape, or form that weirding me out is going to make me want to make this movie, he said? And, of course, the answer is, we sure hope not. How do you like that? John Revolta, another closet case. Sure getting crowded in there, you know? God, Miss Fudge is hanging out in there. Condom Pleaser. Ann Coulter with a big Adam's apple. I bet you they're having a real old time in there. And R. Kelly is going to bust a few caps and a few heads pretty soon. In fact, you know something? He might just take a page out of those good religious people, you know what? If they, if they piss him off enough, I think inside the closet, he might just kill some people. 1324, we got 1234 again, but it's in, rever- in strange order. Don't confuse Willis now. He went right. to UM. Most religious people are full of Schmidt, 797, 60.1%. They're full of hate, 315. Either one, take your choice. I hate this full 98. Too bad. We love it. I wonder if that's, uh, you think that's the Jesus crowd, the God squad, or just, you know. All of them. Just the usual malcontents. Mm-hmm. They're full of kindness, 83. Well, when are they going to start uh, giving it out? I guess they're going to dole it out slowly. And full of love, 31. Oh, yeah. The Lord Jesus loves you. Uh-huh. Let us show you. In fact, the uh, Catholic Church, they like showing you with like a little hands-on love. Yeah. It's for healing. Uh-huh. The laying on of hands. Yeah. Only it's not supposed to put your hands on... Rectum. But that's beside the point. 
Deadly harvest. Patrick Coburn in Abatia writes, the Lebanese fields sown with cluster bombs. That's the lesbianese. He says, the war in Lebanon hasn't ended. Every day, some of the million bomblets which were fired by Israeli artillery during the last three days of the conflict kill four people in southern Lebanon and wound many more every day. The casualty figures will rise sharply in the next month as villagers begin the harvest picking olives from trees whose leaves and branches hide bombs that explode at the smallest movement. Lebanon's farmers are caught in a deadly dilemma to risk the harvest or to leave the produce on which they depend to rot in the fields. In a coma in a hospital bed in Abatea lies Hussein Ali Ahmad. Well, I tell you, they need some help with their names, you know. A 70-year-old man from the village of Yomor. He was pruning an orange tree outside his house last week when he dislodged a bomblet. It exploded, sending pieces of shrapnel into his brain, lungs, and kidneys. I know he can hear me because he squeezes my hand when I talk to him, said his daughter Suwad, as she sat beside her father's bed in the hospital. At least 83 people have been killed by cluster munitions since the ceasefire, according to independent monitors. Some Israeli officers are protesting the use of cluster bombs, each containing 644 small but lethal bomblets against civilian targets in Lesbianon. A commander in the MLRS, Multiple Launch Rocket Systems Unit, told the Israeli daily Haaretz that the army had fired 1,800 cluster rockets, spraying 1.2 million bomblets over houses and fields. In Lebanon, we covered entire villages with cluster bombs, he said. What we did there was crazy and monstrous. What makes the cluster bombs so dangerous is that the 30% of the bomblets don't detonate on impact. They can lie for years, often difficult to see because of their small size on roofs, in gardens, in trees, besides roads, or in rubbish, waiting to explode when disturbed. Maybe even in somebody's... In Abatea, the modern 100-bed government hospital has received 19 victims of cluster bombs since the end of the war. As we arrived, the new patient, Ahmad Sabal. See, they need help with those names. Either the first name is Ahmad or their last, one or the, other, the middle name. Ahmed Ahmad Mohammed. A lab technician at the hospital was being rushed into the emergency room. A burly man of 45 who was unconscious on a stretcher. That's burly man, not girly man. Earlier in the morning, he had gone up to the flat roof of his house to check the water tank. While there, he must have touched a pile of logs he was keeping for winter fires. There's a message for all you kids out there. Don't touch your log. Unknown to him, a bomblet had fallen to the woodpile a month earlier. The logs shielded him from the full force of the blast. But when we saw him, doctors were still trying to find out the extent of his injuries. For us, the war is still going on, though there was a ceasefire on 14 August, said Dr. Hassan Wazni, the director of the hospital. If the cluster bombs had all exploded at the time they landed, it wouldn't be so bad. But they're still killing and maiming people. The bomblets may be small, but they explode with devastating force. On the morning of the ceasefire, Hadi Hatab, an 11-year-old boy, was brought dying to the hospital. He must have been holding the bomb close to him, Dr. Wazni said. It blew off his hands and legs and the lower part of his body. We went to Yomor to find where Hussein Ali Ahmed had received his terrible wounds while pruning his orange tree. The village is at the end of a broken road six miles north of Nabatea and is overlooked by the ruins of Beaufort Castle, a crusader fortress on a ridge above the deep valley along which the Latani River runs. Israeli bombs and shells have turned about a third of the houses in Yomor into concrete sandwiches, one floor falling on top of another under the impact of explosions. Some families camp in the ruins. Villagers said that they were most worried by the cluster bombs still infesting their gardens, roofs, and fruit trees. In the village street were, were the white vehicles of the Manchester-based Mines Advisory Group, whose teams are trying to clear the bomblets. It's not an easy job, especially without Diana. Whenever members of one of the MAG team finds and removes a bomblet, they put a stick painted red on top and then yellow in the ground. There are so many of these sticks, it looks as if some sinister plant had taken root and is flourishing in the village. Kind of like the um, Donald Sutherland movie there, Invasion of the Body Snatchers. <laughs> The cluster bombs all landed in the last days of the war, said Nuhar Hajazi, a surprisingly cheerful 65-year-old woman. There were 35 on the roof of our house and 200 in our garden, so we can't visit our olive trees, she said. People in Yomor depend on their olive trees, and the harvest should begin now before the rains, but the trees are still full of bomblets. 
My husband and I can make 20 cans of oil a year, which we need to sell, Ms. Hajazi said. Now we don't know what to do. The sheer number of their bombs makes it almost impossible to remove them all. Frederick Gross, a demining expert formerly in the French Navy, who's leading the MAG teams in Yomor, says, In the area north of the Latani River, you have three or four people being killed every day by cluster bombs. The Israeli army knows that 30% of them... All of these things. About 30, man. ...do not uh, explode at the time that they're fired, so they become anti-personnel mines. Why did the Israeli army do it? The number of cluster bombs fired must have been greater than 1.2 million because in addition to those fired on rockets, many more were fired in 155mm artillery shells. One Israeli gunner said he'd been told to flood the area in which they were firing but was given no specific targets. Mr. Gras, who personally defuses 160 to 100 bombs a day, says this is the first time he's seen cluster bombs used against heavily populated villages. An editorial in Haaretz said that the mass use of this weapon by the Israeli Defense Forces was a desperate last-minute attempt to stop Hezbollah's rocket fire into northern Israel. Whatever the reason for the bombardment, the villagers in South Lebanon will suffer death and injury from cluster bombs as they pick their olives and oranges for years to come. That'll teach him a thing or two, eh? Yes. Teach him to attack Israel. Don't be messing with us again, no more. 1,340 votes on the poll. It is scandalous. The biggest names, the best talents. This is Neil Rogers, Sports Radio 560, QAM. Bench of cow manure hovers over this performance by the Dolphins. Absolutely. Yes. All right. Oh, my God. Miami has the Dolphins. They're the worst football team. Uh-huh. They flub the ball from goal to goal like no one's ever seen. <laughs> They're on the ground. That's where they'll stay. They're never in control. And when you say Miami, you're talking toilet bowl. Because they're the Miami Dolphins. Miami Dolphins. Miami Dolphins number. How many teams in the league? 32. Miami Dolphins. Miami Dolphins. Don't bet on them, you'll always lose. They don't know how to tackle. They don't know how to block. Their coaches ought to tell them to put Bengay in their jocks. Then they would run much faster and even in defeat. When we go to the stadium, we'll see Miami Heat. And they're the Miami Dolphins. Miami Dolphins. Miami Dolphins number. How many teams in the league? Miami Dolphins. Miami Dolphins. The team that hasn't got a clue. Miami has the Dolphins, but the Dolphins have no fans. Just 50,000 apples sitting in the stands. They watch the game and all they do is moan and gripe and bitch. I wonder how Joe Robbie got to be so damn rich. And they're the Miami Dolphins. Miami Dolphins. Miami Dolphins number how many teams in the league? Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins. I hear the crowd begin to boo. The Dolphins have Jay Fiedler, that quarterback's a Jew. Run down the field and he will throw a pass over you. Oh, he'll never win a Super Bowl, you shouldn't be surprised. When he gets cut, that doesn't mean that he was circumcised. And they're the Miami Dolphins. Miami Dolphins. 
Miami Dolphins number. How many teams in the league? 32. Miami Dolphins. Miami Dolphins. Jay calls his signals in Hebrew. The Dolphins have no defense and their offense is a joke. Like George Bush eating pretzels, you know they're gonna choke. They'll always disappoint you when they're in a playoff race. With fewer points than pockmarks on Heisinga's ugly face. And they're the Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins number, oh what the hell, 32. Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins, now they're through. Including those in the Muslim world. Yeah, there you go. The, the Dolphins can't even beat the teams in the Muslim world. How do you like that? There's your president at the UN, mm-hmm. looking like the bozo that he really is, talking out of the corner of his mouth like Jean Chrétien. You only wish you had Jean Chrétien. I'll tell you that right now. When leaders are accountable to the Canadians had Chrétien, look what you got. And look what we got mm-hmm. now. Oh, my God. 1,358 votes on that poll. So I had to uh, Google this because obviously Miguel is useless when it comes to anything outside. Who the Dolphins play this week? Who are they going to lose to? Tennessee. Oh, they're going to get their ass kicked. I know the Patriots played Denver. I think Denver scored, what, six points Sunday? Sure. Bronco, you you know anything that's going on beside the freaking Dolphins and the Canes, the Canes and the Dolphins, the Fish and the Swish? It's all you know, man. It's all I know. All you know is Castro and the Fish <laughs> and his faggoty brother, that's eating me, Raul. Man. Anyway, the headline in the story says, Owen's finger is screwed. And I'm thinking, well, it wouldn't be the first time. Hmm? Terrell Owens, man. Who? Terrell Owens played in the Super Bowl for Philadelphia. Seven weeks after getting a plate and several screws put in his ankle, now he's hoping another plate and three more screws in his right hand will let him play against the Eagles on October the 8th. Owens had a plate screwed into his broken right ring finger during an operation last night. His recovery time is expected at two to four weeks, but he's likely to do all he can to rejoin Dallas in 20 days to his much-anticipated return to Philadelphia. Oh, yeah. Cowboys are off Sunday. Then they play Tennessee before the game against the Eagles. I don't know who cares about him. He gives me spilkies, man. Almost as much as... And promotes the peace. But not quite. Forced labor for Palestinian children in Israeli prison. Here you go again with more of that propaganda, man. Yeah, Couldn't you kiss yesterday. up to Israel a little bit, Neil? No. No. No kissy-kissy, baby. Call up Steve Kane and see if he can be a little more Jewish. That was one of the great calls in the history of talk radio. Steve, couldn't you be a little more Jewish? From some Alta Bobitsky, no doubt. Many Palestinian children in Israeli Talmud prison are being exploited by forced labor in which they must work eight hours for a few shekels, as reported by the Prisoners' Information Center. One of the children made a statement after his release. The prison administration has forced all prisoners in the Talmud prison to work eight hours for very low wages. He went on to say the Israeli soldiers came to the chambers at seven and forced us to go with our legs tied with chains. The child added that his job was to stand under guard and pack plastic spoons in boxes. Even injured political prisoners are forced to work, according to Friday's Nablus-based report. A former prisoner stated, I had a broken bone, but the soldiers forced me out of my cell to work anyway without any consideration for the pain. There are about 375 Palestinians in Talmud prison, with most of them being children. The oldest Palestinian in Talmud is 22 years old. The child laborers are given two meals per hour every 24 hours, one at 11 p.m., another at 6 a.m. Israeli prison officials also attempt to extract information from children regarding members of the armed resistance and engage in frequent psychological abuse. 
According to the Information Center, there are 200 children less than 16 years old in Israeli prisons being subjected to some of the worst forms of exploitation and humiliation. A total of 376 Palestinian children currently imprisoned in Israeli prisons and detention camps. But I'm sure they're being abused lightly, wouldn't you think? They shouldn't have attacked Israel. There you go. That'll teach them. Who, now, let's see, who wrote that? Oh, this is in the Bangladesh's independent news source. Now, wait a minute. Is this, uh, did I want to do that? Oh, yeah. That's enough of your anti-Israel propaganda anyway. George puts me up to those anyway. He sends me those stories. Not. That's right. That's me. Not. Are bravely serving side by side with you against the extremists who want to bring down the free government you've established. Yeah, there you go. Pop, 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 pop. Beep, 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 beep. And the fact that he's got five points in a poll now in the USA Gallup poll today to 44%. What does that tell you? Zion America, baby. You got it. Just like Doug Thompson says, ashamed and embarrassed and humiliated. God. Oh, this article about the Pope. From the Bangladesh Independent News Source. I guess I've got to save it after the break, even though it's very short. I don't want to, like, rush through it. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to, like, do rush. Although I could use some drugs. If I did drugs, I'd feel fine. Mm -hmm. So what, what's the answer to my question about that account this morning? That, you know, about Chris yeah. See, this is the thing about him. He's just non-responsive, you know? I would, it would be one thing if I was asking him to find $100 bills on cherry trees in the backyard or something, or $5,000 bills on the back of uh, orange uh, citrus trees. But the fact of the matter is he asks very simple questions, and you, you don't get a bad answer. You don't get any answer. Who the hell are you? That's the QMF and way, baby. This guy is nolo contendere, but non compas weenus. He's like that Chinese guy, man. non compas weenus. The biggest names, the best talent. This is Neil Rogers, Sports Radio 560, QAM. Oh, my God, your breasts are beautiful. Coming up tonight on Inside the Behind the True Hollywood Celebrity Music Biography Profile Story, they were the first supergroup of the 80s. It was an incredibly heavy burden to bear. Although, compared to, say, global warming, not that big a deal. They were Asian. Out of the gate, we were number one. But our second album died completely. What happened? The police and Michael Jackson, that's what happened. Founding member Steve Howe was not prepared for Thriller and Synchronicity, two albums that so dominated the 1984 charts as to crush a lesser, more annoying band like Asia. Sting reflects on those heady days. Well, yeah, we really had a... Ow! <laughs> Got you, Stingy. You get back here, Steve Howe, and face me like a man. For the past 25 years, Steve Howe has been lying in wait for Sting, never missing an opportunity to pop out from behind a building and punish him for ruining Asia's chances at success. <laughs> As for Michael Jackson... Howe has carried out a similar systematic plan to topple him in revenge for outselling Asia's sophomore effort. LAPD, how may I help you? Yes, hello. Um, I'm an adolescent boy, and Michael Jackson touched me. Who is this? <laughs> hello? Well, I guess we better investigate these heinous allegations. <laughs> Asia, so afraid to blame themselves, they lash out at others. Hey, just like the White House. It's a big, juicy, sopping wet look at show business tonight on Inside the Behind. What do you say about Michael Jackson? We better investigate these anus allegations. Isn't that what he said? Yeah. 12.33 at 5.60, and he's still hocking a chinic there at the U.N. And, our efforts to come together. and there's Condom Pleaser sitting there with a blank, stunned look on her face. Like, what? And there's John Bolton next to her with that big, ugly mustache. Uh -huh. Cookie duster. Oh, my God. What a joke. A state of emergency has been declared. Should be in the U.S. should have a state of emergency while they're watching this. But in Thailand as what is widely thought to be a military coup progresses in Bangkok. Tanks have blocked roads surrounding the headquarters of Thailand's government without explanation, according to accounts by witnesses. Oh, too bad John Mark Carr couldn't be there to see it. 
Witnesses have reportedly told news. In fact, he's probably behind us, wouldn't you think? I imagine. Witnesses have reportedly told the news agencies that the tanks inexplicably arrived when the street protests against Prime Minister Thaksin Shinawatra were followed by Army TV broadcasts of pictures of the royal family and songs associated with past military coups. Cuckoo-cachoo. I declare Bangkok under a severe state of emergency, Shinawatra said today from the U.N. in New York. Oh, he's at the U.N. listening to Bush. Good choice as well. That makes me, it's pretty revolting in itself. Soon after the Thai military and police announced in a written message to media, they are in control, kind of like Alexander Haig, I'm in control here at the White House, and have set up a commission for political reform. It's unclear currently whether this means the military believes it seized control or is acting on behalf of the Prime Minister's government. In fact, you hear the sirens in the back here? Even, mm-hmm. even here, the sirens wow. are going off. Shin- Shinawatra is planning to return to Bangkok on Thursday. General elections scheduled in the nation for October 15th. You know what happens when there are elections scheduled? All, all hell breaks loose. Just like it's going to break loose between now and November 7th. Even though the journey demands courage. And... Oh, and one of your, before I get to that other thing about only a mean-minded religious leader can spread hatred, before I get to that, mm-hmm. your least favorite company in the world, I think. Walmart? Yeah. The nation's largest retailer and biggest employer, Walmart, will begin a program next week that will provide voter registration and educational materials to the company's 1.3 million employees. The Capitol Hill newspaper, The Hill, reports today. The Arkansas-based companies come under fire from labor union and Democratic leaders over issues such as hourly wages, legal status of employees, benefits given to the company's workers, and the fact that they're a bunch of grave robbers. Democratic politicians, including Minority Leader Harry Reid, have criticized Walmart and its personnel policies. Walmart representatives insist the campaign is nonpartisan. <laughs> right. Walmart's voter registration education programs could be among the biggest in the country, though not as big as those of its labor union opponents. The AFL-CIO, for example, has got nearly 13 million members. The company's decision appears to be a response to several high-profile Democrats, including Harry Reid, and four 2008 Democratic presidential hopefuls who participated in a labor-organized anti-Walmart campaign this summer, and good for them. Oh! You go, boys, girls, whatever you might be. Well, what's condom please doing? she got to go potty? Trying to find face. the door out. Yeah. Uh, she's trying to find the door out. Watch the president clear. Did you see that? No. She's lost, baby. That, I think there was something really there symbolic about that. The Middle East was mm-hmm. a mirage. She was, like, spinning around in circles. Remember that song, Will It Go Around in Circles? Who did sure that? Do. Billy Preston. Billy Preston. We've been through that before, and you got it. I know it. I know you can do it. Yeah, she was wandering around. She couldn't find the door out, man. She couldn't find her ass with your hands, that bitch. Condom please in my ass. Nasty-looking gap-toothed dyke. What a talk-up, huh? Very nice. That was excellent. Nice job, Neil. Yeah, she was spinning around in circle like a, like a dreidel. Wrong holiday, sweetheart. That's a Chanuka time, bitch. 1,393 votes, man. This audience is just, all we're all going to burn in hell together. The show continues in hell, by the way. That's my punishment. <laughs> no, my punishment is that the show continues in hell, and I can read no more articles. I've got to take all calls oh. four hours a day. Hi. Miguel will be listening. He'll be there. Fidel will make sure of that. Fidel will make sure that all yeah. the anti-Castro people go to hell. Like that's probably what. Oh, there's Ahmadinejad. Uh, the, uh, there'll be a leader's lunch. Oh, leader's lunch, but I'm sure that they're not going to be eating their falafel together. Only a mean-minded religious leader can spread hatred, writes uh, somebody. Does it even have a name on it? No, it's just an editorial in Bangladesh's uh, new, The New Nation newspaper. It said the best rebuke among Muslim bashers would have been just to ignore them contemptuously for their insanity, but that's not the way religious people react. Oh, good religious people, right? They kill some people. One may differ and say that if anti-Muslim remarks are to be taken so rationally, then the religion itself will have lost its appeal in deeper meanings. What are the deeper meanings? Huh. Uh, the remarks of the head of the Roman Catholics worldwide, Pope Benedict XVI, is facing anger of Muslims all over the world over his remarks against Islam. Maybe the, the phone's ringing again. Don't tell me another package. 
Maybe the Pope has been used, taking advantage of his ignorance when he said, not from his own knowledge or conviction, but quoting a 14th century Byzantine emperor, show just what Mohammed brought that was new, and there you will find things only evil and inhuman, such as the command is spread by the sword, the faith he preached. What is most ignominious is that a head of a religion had to quote an ancient emperor to make derogatory remarks against another religion. The Pope could have relied on his own knowledge of religions and speak about the virtues of his own religion. No wonder many are attacking his ignorance than any motive behind such reference to what an ancient Byzantine emperor said about Islam. It is natural that Muslim anger is growing at the Pope. Oh, yeah. Muslims demand an apology from him for anti-Islam comments. It now has been issued that Pope Benedict XVI never intended any offense to Muslim religion. The truth is, many well-meaning ignorant persons have done many evils over the long history of mankind. The world has to catch them, to watch them carefully and stop them before it's too late. Stop them! What must not be ignored is that Muslims are a brave people and they constitute the second largest religion in the world. Atrocities and humiliation against Muslims must not be taken lightly. If the world has to be made a safe place, the people belonging to other religions must learn to be civilized with Muslims. Islam is a religion of peace. Right. But at the same time, Islam is against injustices and servitude. Muslims will fight state terrorism against them, no matter how powerful that state is militarily. Watch out for that Vatican army, baby. That swish guard. Yeah, swish right over. It says conspiracy against Islam is a wrong path for peace. Those who are following the wrong path are paying a heavy price, it said. Sounds like a not-so-veiled threat to me from people who know their veils. In fact, I think their favorite singer is Jerry. Veil. 1403. Oh, that phone's ringing again. The biggest names of best talent. This is Neil Rogers. Sports Radio 560 QAM. Absolutely. Back in the day when someone done us wrong, we didn't take their crap. In Pearl Harbor, when the Japs dropped their bombs, we bombed them back. Yes. And now the Saudis, they hit us hard. And on our cars, our little flags wave. As that Saudi-loving retard points the bombers the wrong way. And I'm embarrassed to be an American Where they follow boots like sheep The United States of Arrogance Led by Bush and his family Green, they got this country And the late towards the darkest days in our history I don't want to be a Pax American In the USA What's a few thousand innocent lives? Stop living in the past. If you want that SUV to drive, you're gonna need more gas. It's the greatest country in the world. They train us to believe. And anyone who says that, obviously, can't afford to leave. And I'm embarrassed to be an American, where we patriotically wave a flag in one hand with our head in the sand and blindly follow the powers that be apathetic. Watching states from news on a 65-inch screen. Scratch your five, everything's okay. Scratch your balls, Donna. That's for Donna Curry. USA. He's got a big hang-up about uh, balls. Oh, that's disgusting. 
1,408 votes on the poll, baby. We're going to make over 1,500 by 2 o'clock today. If it's the last damn thing we do. We got Jim Mad Dog Mandich at 2. Boy, that's, isn't that great? Yeah. Have him back is. where he belongs at 2 o'clock. It is great. Israel. The power hour. Time to take a good shower with Hank and the Mad Dog. Don't drop the soap, though. I'm sure they're using body wash. 4 to 5. You know what's the uh, good body wash? What's that? Dial. But not the antibacterial one. Don't get the antibacterial anything, okay. man. It causes bacteria. I like my apricots with the uh, no, scrubbing. That's good. scrubbing uh, but this has also nodules. got those things in it. Oh, does it? Yeah. I like that. It's blue. I figure I'll look and see what it is. All right. But it's blue, and it's got like it's like a, kind of a medium blue, and it's got dark blue little uh, moisture beads in it. And it doesn't make you smell like a fruit? No. Get out yeah. of here. Would I wear stuff like that? Well, oh, the apricot. The humper five to six. Now, that doesn't make you smell like a fruit. What's an apricot? But that doesn't make you smell like one. That's a joke. No, it's not. Humper 5 to 635. Mar- Marlon's on deck. Well, that should get a big audience. Marlon, listen, so the season's just about over, thank God. They did a hell of a job. They gave it a heck of a shot. And they fell a little bit short. That's all. Like that Chinese guy. They were a little bit short. Marlon's at the Mets 710 tonight. Eddie K after that. I see it still says Sporting News Network on here, but aren't we uh, getting ESPN, ESPN Radio? ESPN Radio. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. What did I miss on uh, Barry Jackass? Remember we had that thing about, is it in today's Herald? Mm-hmm. One moment, please. Oh, by the way, the phone was, the, they're fine. They're coming today at 2 o'clock to fix that uh, glass, the sliding glass oh, that's door that the maid right. broke. And she finally admitted that she broke. Left a note here like it was my fault. Uh, who are you kidding, honey? You illegal alien. I'm going to have you sent right back to uh, Somalia. Well, why is it that no matter where you live, the, the service helps are all illegal aliens? It's just one of those things. I wonder what kind of service they have in Somalia. Canadians. <laughs> Let's see. Let me see this sports thing, okay? Oh, all I got to do is Google uh, QAM, right? Right. Oh, it's speaking of that, before I get into it, I've got some good stuff here. Even Miguel might listen to it, but I doubt. Has he left yet? Oh, yeah, wait, gone. Uh, oh, here we go. Disappointed South Florida fans speak their piece. Oh, this is about the, oh, are we cursed down here? That's what it is. I thought it had something to do with the radio stations, so we could pick on poor Joel Feinberg again. I'm sorry, Joel. I won't do it again until I feel like it. You jackass, you loser, loser with a big, big L, man. You guys suck. You're bad. And that Jimmy Syphilis, Jimmy, you fairy. Get serious. Man, can you imagine Rick Weaver just rolling in his grave with Jimmy Syphilis doing the dol- squeaking his way through the Dolphin games? Mm-hmm. Mr. Weaver would be really P.O.'d. Now, he is in, on Queer Street right now. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, there's some the Kid Rosenbergstein Krantz. Look at that. As the, Once again, the Herald keeps trying to prop them up. Fielding calls. 790, the ticket host, Sid Rosenberg, Krantz, listens to callers complaining about their teams Monday. Oh, poor baby. Wah. Now, why did they like you so much yesterday? We were the only alternative not to hear all day. Brian Costa writes in a Herald this morning, Disappointed South Florida fans speak their piece. Fans commiserate on sports talk shows about the threesome of defeats. Listeners ask, who do I go to to complain? Oh, go to the Lord. Go to God. Go to hell. You children, sour losers, man. Like the Leafs lost their first exhibition game to Buffalo 4 nothing last night. I sat here sick as a dog watching the whole thing. They stunk. Am I complaining about it today? You bet. They stink. It says if 790, the ticket was looking to capture the mood of South Florida. Oh, this is all about 790. This ain't about us. There's a little hammer in there. A little hammer, huh? What are you eating now? What a pig. A cookie. If 790, the ticket was looking to capture the mood. Another, another one bites the dust by Queen. Oh, Queen? You fairy. And taps and all this other crap. So went today at Miami Sports Talk radio stations where fans called in to mourn, lament, and dissect the most disastrous combined stuff for the sports weekend in recent memory. Now, I remember that other one, man, when they had two big games. It wasn't that long ago either. And the Hurricanes got their ass whipped and the Dolphins lost bad. 
Let's see. Uh, yeah, big deal. And the Marlins blew the 4-1 lead. Yeah, that's right. They were ahead 7-3 in the, uh, what, 11th inning? 10th, I think. 10th or 11th in extra innings. And then the Braves scored five runs in the bottom of the inning thanks to that grotesque error, and the Braves kicked their ass. Oh, bad. It says some fans were able to vent directly to their team, such as those who booed Donnie Culpepper and the Dolphins on Sunday. Yeah, he played another neat game, didn't he? Especially that nice interception there near the end. Or the lone fan who had to be stopped by police as he berated you. <laughs> oh, as he berated UM Athletic Director Paul D. after the Hurricanes loss at Louisville on Saturday. This is South Florida, baby. If you don't win every game, we hate you. You suck. Yeah, it's just so perfect, man. It is perfect. For others, there was sports radio. WQM 560. I'm glad they remembered us. I'm glad that uh, whoever the shill is, Brian Costa, remember the fact that the, we, you know, we got like 50,000 times their audience. And 790, the ticket, which has a working relationship with a Herald. Oh, I see. No kidding. No Schmidt. Could have fooled me. Not. Callers inundated the stations with complaints on issues ranging from UM coach Larry Coker's job status. He's only 100 years old. How old is he, uh, Miguel? About 80? Or so. 96. To whether Dolphins offensive coordinator Mike Malarkey should direct the offense from the sideline of the coach's body. That sounds like a bunch of malarkey to me. Larry Coker is very businesslike and very nice. I don't like that, said John Lupo, 48 on QAM. Jesse Lemon, 25, talking about Culpepper on the ticket, said the guy looked like a schmuck. What kind of a comment is that? Is that some kind of a racial remark? Huh? He didn't say what color schmuck. Oh, I see. Michael Chiarelli, 40, said of the Dolphins, it's terrible. It's terrible. Oh, you know what that reminds me of? What? It's terrible. Oh. It's just these guys, Nick and Suds and whatever the heck it is, and the people that call What's in. That under? They're just like them, huh. like that they were on the, uh, what do you call it, the weeds, and they're high, and they're... I mean, it's terrible. <laughs> For years that I've been look, uh, listening to 610. Oh, and, and, now, and this, this now this year. What, what's it under? Oh, what's it under? Nip, uh, nip and Suds. Ah. I thought you were asking me what was that popping and puking. It's in the call. Oh. Nip and Suds. Got it? Got it. The callers represented only a tiny fraction of all fans. And, of course, he's using the term fans loosely because in South Florida you can't find very many real fans. Just a bunch of, yeah, yeah. Perhaps the most distraught fraction, but there were enough of the Monday to keep the talk shows lively, it says. John Cope, who co-produces Hank Goldberg's afternoon show on QAM, said the volume of calls Monday was high even for a typical day after a dolphin loss. We don't even have to ask for calls to give out the number, Cope said. Well, guess what? We don't on this show either. <laughs> Before going on the air, several callers said sports radio was a form of therapy for them, a place to release pent-up frustration after a depressing weekend. So I did a service by being out sick yesterday, yeah. This is their lives, okay? What are you people trying to say? I have no life. Yeah, we know that. If that, if that isn't the most pathetic thing. <laughs> Who do I go to? Tommy Bookins, 53, said while waiting to go on the ticket. Wayne Heisinger, he's not going to listen. Who do I go to? Because your team sucks? Go to hell. One fan called Rose, although it doesn't say Joe, just Rose. Isn't it like Rose Folger, like it's a first name? Joe Rose, I'm assuming. And reminded listeners it was only football and said, stop for ratings, you just enjoy watching it. Quit being a bunch of babies. Yeah, it never says Joe Rose at any point in here. And all of a sudden, here's just Rose. Yeah, it does. Where does it say that? Before I did I read Joe Rose? You probably skipped over it. Get out of here. It doesn't say oh yeah, Joe Rose began the South Florida Great Depression continues. One fan, uh, another caller during Rose's show began by saying he was on the beach. It was gloomy and continued incoherently for about a minute before Rose cut him off. We're gonna have to put that guy in suicide watch. Rose's uh, producer Zach Kranz quipped off the air. Hey, watch your back, Zach. Let's see. There's nothing interesting in this. The volume of calls delighted the radio stations, but the level of criticism became exhausting even for the host who agreed with it. As he left the ticket studio after his show Monday, Rose rubbed his hand across his forehead and exhaled. I can only do so much negative stuff, he said, I really can't. Well, that means he won't be over there very long. Mm -mm. That whole experience over there is pretty negative. He wants out of there, I'm hearing. 
<laughs> well, we did hear that, remember? Of course, maybe not anymore. But right. Now, who was it he was feuding with real bad? He was feuding with somebody. Levitard. Oh, it was Dan Labaster. They hate each other like poison. Well, anybody that doesn't hate Dan Labaster has got to be an idiot, which is why we're, that, that's when we dropped the booster, man, when we discovered that those two were really, really tight and were like uh, consorting together, doing God only knows what, those two. What? 1,432 votes. Most religious people are full of crap. Schmidt, 863, over, still over 60%. See, even the God Squad can't get it under 60. People that make up these silly-ass bubble mices, these ridiculous fairy tales. Well, uh, you know, and, and, and just stop and think about it, okay? Okay. Yesterday, it was shown on NBC News at the end. Did you see the segment about the panda bears? No. And the NBC reported that they were falling on him and the whole cutesy thing. It was no. cute. Now, what did God invent the panda bears for, huh? To eat the bamboo. Oh, is that it? Somebody's, Somebody's got to eat it. Yeah. Now, the Chinese eat the bamboo shoots. <laughs> the, the Muslims just shoot, and the, uh, yeah, and the Chinese eat the bamboo shoots. They like the shoots, too. Hate 348. I hate this poll, 191. See, 7%. Probably religious sagechkis. Probably good God-fearing people. You know what? We fear the God-fearing people like crazy. Mm -hmm. Be afraid. Kindness, 87. Full of kindness. Oh, yeah. What is that? And love, only 33. Solamente 23. That's pathetic. 33 out of 1,432 votes, only 33 people say religious people are full of love. Yeah, full of love. They just have a strange way of showing it. The biggest names, the best talent. This is Neil Rogers, Sports Radio 560, QAM. Boy, it's the one to two hour. Nightly you're seated, that's okay I guess those big ratings times have just begun I guess that's why you're anchoring, they want number one But if they lose, they'll kiss you off Baby, don't lose your numbers. Don't you ever lose your audience. Or you'll be looking for work with someone else. Baby, don't lose your numbers. If you do, they'll make you all. CBS wants ratings that are better. Or out you go Katie, don't lose your numbers Katie, don't lose your numbers I would say watching Katie Couric doing the news on uh, the evening news on CBS is almost, it's like about a half a step away from watching people play poker. Do you know hey, how many of those shows are on now? That's about, about, 30, play poker. about a thousand people, uh, shows. All over the place. The World Series of Poker. And like I told you, and I mentioned it, uh, when the hell was it? I guess I couldn't have mentioned it because it wasn't on yesterday. They had the Super um, Saturday, CBS Sports Spectacular. And what, what was the first segment that they had on there in the sports? People playing poker. poker. Is a sport? Sport my ass, baby. 1,446 <laughs> votes on the poll. Now, you mentioned this to me before the show today. I never thought I would mention it, but uh, there's part of this that you weren't aware of. Mickey Hargitay dying. Yeah. Actor and world champion bodybuilder and a real big, ugly guy who was married in the 50s to sex siren Jane Mansfield. 
I'll tell you, she wasn't. She had blonde hair and she had huge boobs. That's right. And that was about it. That's she was right. really not very uh -huh. pretty. Anyway, he was married to her in the 50s, and whose daughter is Emmy-winning actress Mariska Hargitay has died. He was 80. You didn't know about Mariska. Sure, I did. I never heard of her. What does she do? Movies. she Jewish? And, and everybody? she ever do, uh, what's his name? Barry Watson? No. Uh, Barry Watson? What the hell she got to do with Barry Watson? I don't know. <laughs> Barry, Barry Watson, my ass. James Franco. Oh, who the hell needs Barry Watson when you got James Franco? Well, that one picture, though, I pray I never see it again. Why did you do that? that you know, why did you have to burst my bubble like that? That looks so... Uh, Gay. Oh, yeah. God. That's why. Yeah, but, you know, Jesus. It's, it, it's the posture. It's the way he's standing. That one was from Teen Beat. Yeah, well, beat it. Hargaday died Thursday in L.A. according to a family statement issued Monday through publicist Gary Montouche. Oh, the Montouche family is upset. The cause of death wasn't released. Words cannot express how saddened we are by the loss of Mickey, the statement said. Yada, yada, yada. He was born Miklos Hargaday in 26, emigrated from his native Hungary to the U.S. after WW2. He became interested in bodybuilding in the 50s, kind of like Arnold, and was named Mr. Universe, Mr. America, and Mr. Olympia in 1955. But didn't stick around long enough to sell uh, those juicers like the Juicy Man, Jack Lane. Mm -hmm. My dad's a bit of a superhero, Mariska told the national public radio show Fresh Air last year. He parlayed his perfect physique into performing career when Mae West happened to be one of the muscle men in her stage show. I shouldn't know that. I did not. Uh, it was there that Hargaday met Mansfield, whom he married in 57. That same year, he made his big screen debut in Slaughter on 10th Avenue. He went on to star opposite his wife in three films, The Loves of Hercules, Promises, Promises, and Will Success Boil Rock Hunter. Gay. The couple had three children together, including Mariska, before divorcing in 64. Mansfield died in a car crash in 1967. Governor Arnold Schwarzenegger, who played Hargaday in the 82 TV movie The Jane Mansfield Story, offered his condolences. How do you like that? Arnold offered his condolences. Doesn't that make you feel so much better about yeah, Arnold? Whatever. Not. Phony baloney. Groper. Monroe, New York. Where the hell's Monroe, New York? That must be like uh, Rottenchester. No, it's not. Now, see, it goes to show you. Rochester is in Monroe County. See, I should know something about that, you know. if anybody. I could look right across Lake Ontario right now. Oh, there it is right there. There's Pittsburgh. Oh, there's Tom Carvel. Now, he's from Jersey, Tom Carvel. He's still dead. Monroe, New York. School officials apologized after an X-rated font was used on a third-grade spelling packet handed out to parents. No wonder the religionists are having a nervous schmidt. The font showed male and female stick figures in provocative poses to form letters of the alphabet, and I think some of them were sticking it. Officials with the Monroe-Woodbury School District in Orange County apologized last week at Pine Tree Elementary School after parents were given the spelling packet at an open house. Administrators said the teacher did not use the font intentionally. Oh, I see. Monroe is about 45 more miles northwest of New York City. Well, thank God they weren't doing that in Rochester. Good upstanding folks in Rochester. Do you believe me? Sure, why not? And about four, four white people still live there in Brighton. Speaking of upstanding people, too bad Josh is out sick today. Boy, I think I'm having a relapse. Thanks. No, don't do that. Clarence. And that sales manager of yours. Well, what a what a hard ass man. What a simple question. Now, who is the AE on that? If you don't want to deal with it, find out who the AE is, and then we'll deal with it, okay? And get some real copy. Can't do it. In other words, no matter what it is that we need, can't do it, Pally. Whatever, whatever. Fill in the blank. Can't do it, Pally. Tessio would be embarrassed. A former Department of Homeland Security press aide pleaded no contest today. The charges that he had a sexually explicit online relationship with an undercover sheriff's detective posing as a teenage girl. Brian J. Doyle, 56, resigned from the department shortly after, shortly after his April 4 arrest, now faces up to five years in prison under the plea agreement. The deal calls for up to ten years probation and requires Doyle to register as a sex offender for the rest of his life. 
Circuit Judge J. Dale Duran scheduled sentencing for November 17th. I just want to say one thing, Doyle told reporters outside the Polk County Courthouse in Central Florida after the hearing. I'm very, very sorry. Very sorry. That's three varies. Got yeah, it? He remains free on $230,000 bail. He's very sorry that it was a sheriff's uh, detective That's and right. not a teenage girl. And that he got caught. Right, and they didn't get any. Even, even the sheriff, he didn't get any from him. Speaking of getting some... This is pretty interesting. Now, who would think that Dwight Eisenhower, well, of course, he was married to Mamie. You ever see her? No. I think she was part of the cockamamie family. Boy, was she ugly. Well, of course, he was, too. I think they were a pretty good match. Kind of like Gerald and Betty Ford, right? George Washington and Barbara Bush. Right, that's true. George W. and uh, Martha Washington. And George Herbert Walker Bush and Martha Washington. Boy, she sure got around, didn't she? Oh, yeah. Man. Or is it Betsy Ross? A Dallas woman in her 70s is seeking to determine whether or not she's the illegitimate daughter of Dwight D. Eisenhower. Oh, my God. According to Ross' story, doesn't come much more raw than this. Anne Morrow has lived all her life. I wonder if she's kin to, well, what's his name? Earl. Josh Morrow. Oh. From, uh, what is it? What show is that? Young and the Restless. Young and the Horny. How did you know that? Wife watches that show. Remember what Dan Stewart said? That's why Dan died. I remember. I don't want to be insensitive or anything like that. That's what puts you in a box, Dan. Oh, we're fine. Comes out of our show and he starts telling stories about Josh Morrow, the real, real good-looking young guy from the uh, Young and the Horny. He used to be good. And I don't watch that show. Ann Morrow has lived all her life with questions about her identity. She was teased by her siblings about being adopted was not given important information about her birth by her parents, was excluded from her mother's will, and found signs of tampering on her birth certificate issued in Frankfort, Kentucky. Or is that Frankfort, K.Y.? Morrow's uncanny resemblance to former President Eisenhower led her to suspect she might be his daughter by his British driver, K. Summersby, who chauffeured him around Europe during WW2 and with whom he is generally acknowledged to have had an affair. You go, Ike. We like him a lot better that we've seen um, that movie, Why We Fight. Right. You don't like him? I Look like at that. Fox News, forty percent. AP thirty-nine percent. And USA Today gal forty-four percent in the new polls out for Bush today. Jumping up because I guess because the war on terror is going so well. Because things are going so swimmingly well in Iraq. Because that lesbianese fiasco went so well, huh? Mm-hmm. What a joke, man! Oh man! I think they just make the numbers up depending on how close we are to the election. Just like they do after the election, they just make them sure. up. Sure. Morrow finally approached the lawyer who had made public the story of the African American daughter of the late Senator Strom Thurmond. She was placed in contact with a member of the Eisenhower family, but the family denied a request for a DNA sample, eh? Morrow continues to hope they'll change their minds. She thinks she's Ike's daughter. Now, let's see, he had a daughter. Uh-huh. No, he didn't have a daughter. Oh, yes, yeah, she did. She, he, they had the Julie Nixon, right? Julie, uh, right? You're asking Julie me Nixon like I Eisenhower. know? She married... Uh, no, <laughs> I'm confused. There was David Eisenhower was one of the sons. There was also John or Milton or whatever his name was. Milton was his brother. But now, who was the, uh, David Eisenhower was the son, right? Okay, right. And he married Billy Preston? Yeah. David Eisenhower married Billy Preston, and they're going around in circle together. Kind of like Condom Lisa was doing there at the U.N. No, seriously, David Eisenhower and Julie Nixon married. Isn't that sweet? Okay. Well, no, because Nixon was Eisenhower's beep. For crying out loud, what's wrong with you, man? No, I'm not interested in You better, you better start learning your American history. You're too upset with all that religious crap, man, all that ancient Chinese secret stuff. Yeah, ancient. Good thing yeah, we don't like have the, any like problems with that anymore. Yeah. Like those Byzantine 14th century uh, schmata heads who said, Kaksalhoist to the Muslims, huh? That'll teach them a thing or two because when you piss off the Muslims, you can piss off anybody else in the world, okay? And they say, oh, we don't like that. That's pretty ugly. But when you piss off the Muslims, they kill some people. That's right. They burn down your church, they burn down your house, they burn down the uh, nun, and they go out and uh, kill some people. Carry on like crazy people. 
I shouldn't say like crazy people. I'm yeah, sorry. That's right. Who's kidding whom, huh? All of the religious. That's the one thing on this show, man. We don't single them out. Whether it's the Scientologist, the Church of uh, Zen the Buddhist, the Church of uh, Ben the Zen, whatever it is. Uh, it's just a variety of, uh, you know, craziness. Mm-hmm. 1464, we'll make 500, uh, 5,000. We'll make 1,500 by 2 o'clock easy. And if my head doesn't burst by 2 o'clock, I might just come back again tomorrow. Kill some people. There you go. <laughs> I might do that. The biggest names, the best talent. This is Neil Rogers, Sports Radio 560 like AM. Um, oh. New this fall on CBS. It's your mama. From the producer of Big Brother, it's Big Mother. It's your mama. Don't look at me like that. She's so fat, a shadow weighs 15 pounds. Crack your head right open. Mm-hmm. I don't think so. Big Mother. I ain't playing with you. Slap your face right off. <laughs> ain't playing with you. 117 at 560. That's what Ahmadinejad said to the end today. Ain't playing with you's. 1474 on a pull. We're going to make 1500 easy with something to spare. Now, I'm glad I got my D on your Frankie CD, even though you hate it like poison. I think that's what you try to do is, like, uh, lose this in space. You no, know, I, I slipped them a fiver. Is that what you I did? I said, uh, just uh, don't be so neat with this package. Yeah, quit here. being so competent, for Christ's sake. Now, wait till you get Paul Simon in the room. Oh, this is long. Thank God. You don't like this? There's nothing wrong with it. Oh. That means it must be great, because that's, you know, what a hard ass he is. That's right. He says there's nothing wrong with it. It must be fabulous. I mean, he'll run around too. Okay, now here's the point you've been waiting for, okay, if you're still paying attention, which I doubt. Right here. Here comes the solo, the very brief solo by Paul Simon. You ready? I'm ready. Did you write that?
know, the interesting thing is that Paul Simon isn't even mentioned here in the credits. Huh. How do you like that? What a bastard. Brian Adams, background vocals and uh, rhythm guitar. Brian Adams. On Drive All Night. Huh? Hey, Brian. You fair. Come on, cut it out. You're just anti-Canadian, that's all. Mm-hmm. Lou Reed, background vocals on uh, King of the New York Streets. Yeah, like oh, here's Paul Simon. Uh, lead and background vocals on um, Little Star. Oh, he also did some of the background. So, no, he didn't just do that. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Patty Smith, background vocals on the And the Night Stood Still. Mark Lennon. Who the hell's Mark Lennon? Get out of here with that old Dion. I mean, it was fine in its day, you know, 100 years ago. Anyway, that's it. There are a whole bunch of uh, very famous people on there. It's a great album. I'm going I'm to play the whole thing every day, all day, 40 hours of Dion every day. And still beat you guys across the street with that lame Sid, uh, the kid, uh, yeah, the Delmars. I wonder why. All right. Because I like it. That's why. Uh, I wonder. Yeah, I like that, too. In fact, if you had come on Little Angel by the Belmonts, I would blow you a kiss. Although Joyce might get upset. You don't have that, do you? Come on, Little Angel by the Belmonts. God, I'll find it. Huh? I'll find it. No, you won't. If you find that, Miguel's got to come in there and stick his tongue all the way down your... Oh, jeez. Rectum. Yeah, I don't I find don't it. it. Stop looking. <laughs> the CIA learned in late September 2002 from a high-level member of Saddam Hussein's inner circle that Iraq had no past or present contact with Osama Yamama bin Laden and that the Iraqi leader considered bin Laden an enemy of the Baghdad regime, according to a recent Senate Intelligence Committee report. Why isn't this on every TV right now instead of Paul Zahn, uh, pr- pr- uh, you know, some promo for a stupid-ass show? Bubblehead. Bubbleheaded bitch. Although President Bush, other senior administration officials were at that time regularly linking Hussein to al-Qaeda, the CIA's highly sensitive intelligence supporting the contrary view apparently wasn't passed on to the White House or senior Bush policymakers or, or, they lied. Oh, no. Senator Pat Roberts, Republican of Kansas, and two GOP colleagues on the committee disclosed this information for the first time in a panel's report on Iraq released last week. A little bit late now. It's only about three and a half years late. They wrote in the additional view section of the current report that the cabinet-level Iraqi official said that Iraq has no past, no current, and no anticipated future contact with Osama bin Laden and al-Qaeda, and that the official added that bin Laden was, in fact, a longtime enemy of Iraq. Isn't that what we were just hearing about? Yeah. About how uh, Saddam hated him like poison, including al-Zarqawi and all those goyim, and didn't want any part of him because he felt they were a threat. But, you know, when the weapons of mass destruction didn't turn up, that was the next thing. You know, they were, oh, they were involved with al-Qaeda. Guess what? Wrong. Another lie. And, of course, the media being dutiful uh, messengers of crap just continued conveying all the lies and the BS to the public. Just go, and it never stops. And you want to know why? I'll tell you why. why. The media is sick and needs help badly. Yeah, they're all in the payroll. You know, like they said in The Godfather, haven't we got reporters on the payroll? Sure, no problem. Whatever you want, we got it. Judges, uh, newspaper writers, editors, publishers, radio stations, sales managers, all of these uh, All of these things. things. press service, U.S. resorting to collective punishment in Iraq. U.S. forces are talk- taking the collective punishment of civilians in several cities across the Al-Anbar province west of Baghdad. Residents and officials say they're getting P.O.'d, baby. They're getting tired of this. Where's the flowers and the candy already, for Christ's sakes? Ramadi, the capital of Al-Anbar province, is still living with the daily terror of its people getting killed by snipers and its infrastructure being destroyed. Ahmad, a local doctor who withheld his last name for security purposes, to IPS. I guess if you only say Ahmad, it kind of like narrows it down not yeah, too much. Yeah, uh, everybody. This city has been facing the worst of the American terror and destruction for more than two years now, and the world is silent, he'd be saying. 
Destroying infrastructure and cutting water and electricity for days, even for weeks, is routine reaction to the resistance, he said. Guys of the resistance do not need water and electricity. It's the families that are being harmed and their lives which are at stake. And they could use a good stake. Students and professors at the University of Al-Anbar told IPS their campus is under frequent attack. Nearly every week we face raids by the Americans or their Iraqi colleagues, a professor, speaking, of course, on condition of anonymity, told IPS. Students said that U.S. troops occupied their school last week. We've been under great pressure from the Americans since the very first days of their occupation of Iraq, a student told IPS. Such raids are being reported all over Ramadi. The infrastructure destruction is so huge around the government building in downtown Ramadi, said a 24-year-old student who gave his name as Ali Al-Ani, Aini, Anis. And they are destroying the market, too, he said. Ali. IPS reported September 5 that the U.S. military was bulldozing entire blocks of buildings near the government to dampen resistance attacks on government offices. Such U.S. action seems most severe in El Anbar province, where resistance is strongest and which has seen the highest U.S. casualties. And which just the other day they said, oh, it's lost. Forget about it. No chance. Remember that? Just yeah, the other day they said that. Haven't got a Chinaman's chance with that uh, fixed, uh, that, uh, you know, that latched on uh, member. Kind of ironic that it was a Chinese guy, you know? Uh, appropriate. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. 1491, man. Just think of it. Another year, Christopher Columbus is going to discover America. And, boy, is he going to be disappointed at what he sees now, huh? He's going to say, Pop had oh, Queen Isabella. Look what we got now, huh? He's a, he was an imperialist. 1492. Holy moly, man. Can you believe that? I believe it. I'm, I'm going to go into my computer. I'm going to delete that, James. That How do I do that? Get rid of that one picture from James Franco? I may never get over that, you know. The biggest name. After such a big goal. Challenge. This is Neil Rogers. Hey, Jimmy. Sports Radio 
Absolutely. 1,503 votes. We've done it. Aren't you excited? Media. No, not really. I'll put it on there so early yesterday. As a matter of fact, you know, Eric has got the one up for tomorrow, too, and the poll as well. Excellent. I'm not going to put it on there yet. I'll, I'll wait. I'll wait till after they fix that damn sliding glass door. You crazy people, you. You illegal aliens. Speaking of that, I, did you talk about this poor Arar, Maher Arar guy? Who? R-R-R? Maher Arar. Arar. The Ottawa guy that they sent to Syria that uh, because no, they... No, uh, no, I didn't talk about him. Well, something needs to be said. I know they're sure saying a lot about it here, eh? Say something. <laughs> I know what I can say. Now, let's see. Who, who been background vocals on Katie Lang. Uh, Brian like Katie Lang. Katie. Who's a good guy? Anybody who tells me that isn't a great album, their, their taste is in their tush. Wouldn't know music from uh, my elbow, okay? <laughs> You've got to be kidding me. Where the hell did you find that? The Belmonts. I have mad skills. I may be on the floor in a second. If this isn't a fantastic song, man, i got to have That's all i got so far. Oh, come on. I'll send it that's to you. Don't a, worry about that's it. That's a tease. That's all i got. That's just a little T. Now, what was the year? 60, 61? I don't know. 61. Doesn't say? Google it. No, not on the... Uh, well, Google this. it. Google the Belmonts. But I, was, that, I don't know what it is. Something about that song, man, I just loved it. Maybe one of the Belmonts looked pretty good. I don't know, because Dion sure don't. But anyway. An Ottawa man who Canadian officials now say was falsely accused of being tied to Al-Qaeda and ended up being deported from the U.S., sent to Syria and tortured there for 10 months, say he cried tears of relief when he learned that his name had been cleared. Still, my life has been ruined... Syrian-born Maher Arar, 36, said yesterday. I call on the government of Canada to accept the findings of this report and hold people accountable, he added, uh, according to the Globe and Mail. The Canadian government commission of inquiry into the case of Arar exonerated him of all suspicion of terrorist activity and urged the federal government to offer financial compensation. I say give him $50 million. 62. Million? No. Well, I was close. I said 61. There you go. If you're within a year, it, it counts. You're right. good. It's true. Arar claims he was victim of extraordinary rendition or the U.S. transfer of foreign terrorist suspects to third countries without court approval. Here we go with this crap again, okay? I am able to say categorically there is no evidence to indicate that Mr. Arar has committed any offense or that his activities constitute a threat to the security of Canada, Commissioner Dennis O'Connor said in a three-volume report on the findings of the inquiry, only part of which was made public. The report finds that Arar lived through a nightmare that included being tortured at the hands of the Syrian military intelligence. He's a software engineer who was traveling on a Canadian passport when he was detained at New York's Kennedy Airport September 26, 2002, during a stopover on his way home to Canada from vacation in Tunisia. Arar said U.S. authorities sent him to Syria for interrogation as a suspected al-Qaeda member, an allegation he denied. He spent nearly a year in prison in Syria. After his release in 2003, he made detailed allegations about extensive interrogation, beatings and whippings with electrical cable in Syrian prison cells. Justice O'Connor also criticized the U.S. and recommended that Ottawa file formal protest with both Washington and the Syrian government over Arar's treatment. The U.S. is already under intense criticism from human rights groups over the practice of rendition of suspects to countries where they could be tortured, where they will fear you. U.S. and Syrian officials refuse to cooperate in the Canadian inquiry. How surprising. 
The commission found the Royal Canadian Mounted Police, the RCMP, shared information about Arar with American anti-terrorist agencies both before and after he was detained. Among other things, the RCMP wrongly described Arar to the Americans as an Islamic extremist suspected of being linked to the Al-Qaeda terrorist network. The force also described him as the target of domestic anti-terrorist investigation in Canada, when in fact he was a peripheral figure who had come out of suspicion only because he had been seen in the company of another man who was under surveillance. O'Connor concluded the inaccurate information passed by Canadian police to U.S. authorities very likely led to their decision to send him to Syria. It is quite clear that the RCMP sent inaccurate information to U.S. officials, Arar said. I wouldn't have even been sent to Syria had this information not been given to them. How do you like that? I don't. Poor uh, Ahmed, or whatever his name is, Ma- Maha Mahu uh, Maher. Bill Maher. Bill Maher Aharar. You're right about Bill Maher, man. He's such a twerp. With all that pancake on. Oh, such a little, yeah, over-made-up twerp. Looks like an orange head. You know, I'd, I'd like to take him seriously and, uh, you know. Yeah, see, and that's the problem, is that when you agree with somebody with everything they say and you know that person has no credibility because mm-hmm. they're such a jackass and such a twerp, you know, it's, it's uh, you know what it's like? What's it like? I don't see him on there anymore. They probably uh, Schmidt-canned him. Uh, Ronnie Reagan Jr., the ballet oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. MSNBC <laughs> head over. You know, you may agree with his politics and a lot yeah. of what he says, but you don't want to be lumped in there with him. You know uh-uh. what I'm saying? Even I don't want to be lumped in there with that. God, how sad. Have you ever noticed how many of the right, the extreme right-wingers like Phyllis Shoefly and Dick Cheney and Ronnie Reagan have children who are uh, gay? Have you ever noticed that? I have noticed that. Huh. 1519, maybe it's in their genes. Mm-hmm. 1519 rhymes with genes. Probably the man glory, will come to this afternoon. And I'm sure that they'll continue all the moaning. Oh, gee, what was us? Aren't we cursed down here, mad dog? First, a hurricane. Well, also, and of course, the Marlins over the weekend. Of course, I didn't know anybody cared about them. And then to top it all off, the Panthers lose their exhibitionist game to Edmonton last night to the one, and Todd Bertuzzi gets his just desserts and gets whacked in the head, and deservedly so. I hope he's got a wicked, nasty concussion and the rest of his life is a living, burning hell. How do you like that? Any team that would sign Todd Bertuzzi, you know? It's not bad enough they traded away Bobby Luongo. That wasn't bad enough. Horseball organization, but nevertheless. 20 till 2 at QM. Have you ever felt that the moment you pay for something is the moment the store stopped caring? Well, not at Dollar Mattress. Dollar Mattress is at their best after you buy that new mattress. I know that because I've been using Dollar Mattress for years. You can always count on them. Call them at 1-800-MATTRESS and get factory direct prices that are lower than the chain stores and their so-called big sales. Dollar Mattress also offers you 12-month financing. What's not to like? The easiest, the most pain-free, smartest piece of shopping you could ever do. Call 1-800-MATTRESS. You'll get the lowest prices on the best brands, including Surti, Serta. And now when you combine, they give you half a Serta and half a Sealy. It's a Surti. Serta Sealy, King Coral, Simmons, Tempur-Pedic, and Stearns, Bananas, Foster. Dollar Mattress also has a 99% on-time delivery rate. In other words, you pick the date and time for delivery anytime, 8 a.m. to 10 p.m., seven days a week, like noon to 2, 1 to 3, and they show up virtually every time on time when your ass is going to be home. Even the same day that you call, if you call right now, they can be there by tonight. Aftercare is one of the major reasons why they're ranked number one in customer satisfaction. So either on web, go to mattress.com, or pick up that phone and call them. Just make that one easy call. The easiest piece of shopping, which I've been telling you for about 100 years. 1-800-MATTRESS, 1-800-M-A-T-T-R-E-S. Leave off the last S because it stands for Stubborn Sales Hold. The biggest names, the best talent. This is Neil Rogers, Sports Radio 560, QAM. Let me tell you something, pal. Long Beach State's a girls' school. Oh! Steve Irwin. Yes. The crocodile hunter. I'm extinct. What happened? What happened? I made a huge mistake. I should have gone surfing that day. We have a call here that might relate. West Bloomfield, Michigan. Hello. Steve, I can't believe you're gone. Oh, yeah, mate. What happened with the stingray? you got to understand. 
that they have the power and capacity to kill or maim. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah, mate. She goes, bang, bang, broke my heart, and I died. Mm -hmm. Crikey. Don't you mean croaky? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, Palm City, Florida, hello. Hey, Steve. Hi. What do you want for Christmas? Um, Siegfried and Roy. As in... Siegfried and Roy. Exactly. Murbury, Massachusetts. Hello. Hey, Steve. Sorry to hear about your dirt nap. Thank you. Hey, have you rammed your finger up the devil's ass yet? Have I ever? Both fingers. Oh, you like that, huh? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's sick. <laughs> well, let's be honest. I believe in full contact. And we'll be back with our remaining moments with Steve Irwin. Yeah. The Crocodile Hunter. The Crikey uh, Dial Hunter. Right. 146, 14 to 2, like I said, I have no, shed no tears about that. He, uh, you know, when he dangled that kid, I thought to myself, here's Michael Jackson all over again, you know? Yeah. You know? 1,531 votes on the poll there. 1,531. Muslims say Pope's apology not good enough, by the way, just in case you think that that what, thing is what, bad. What apology? I haven't heard one yet. Well, he, he, he said he was sorry that they were offended. He didn't say he was sorry he said it. See, that's, that's, like, that's I'm what sorry that you're understand. If you say, I'm sorry I said it, or I'm sorry I did it, that's an apology. Right. If you say, I'm sorry you're offended by it, that, that's that got nothing to do with apologizing. That's like saying, I'm and sorry this, you're an this crap about And this garbage about how, well, you know, he was quoting from somebody else that didn't res reflect his feelings. Well, then why the hell did he read the quote? Huh? How many, how many trillion quotes could he have read from all these uh, Islamic uh, hotshots? Huh? About 30, man. About 30 million. And he picks one out that says, well, you're a bunch of barbarians, and what good did Mohammed bring? And, uh, you know, killing people with a sword and uh, making them an offer they couldn't refuse. I thought that was a Catholic thing, making people an offer they couldn't refuse. That's right. In fact, you know something? I got the, I got the evidence right here. Here it is. I'm going to make them an offer they can't refuse. Corleone right. family, good Catholics. Michael even baptized. He was godfather of Connie's baby. He was there at the baptism. Do you reject Satan? I do. <laughs> Muslims and... <laughs> and all the while, they were taking care of the heads of the five families. That's right. But a bing. Fat Clemenza was there with the overcoat and the shotgun. Muslims in Turkey, Iraq, and the Palestinian territories demanded Tuesday that Pope Benedict XVI, the Nazi Pope, with those beady eyes, he really does look evil, make a clear apology for his remarks on Islam instead of saying only that he was deeply sorry that Muslims had taken offense. So here we've got two groups of crazy people at war. How unusual, how religious wars. Something new, huh? Yeah, never heard of it. The Prime Minister of Malaysia, which chairs the world's biggest Muslim bloc, said that Benedict's expression of regret was acceptable. See, you don't like it, but they said it's okay. But in Turkey, protesters said Benedict must make full amends before a planned November trip that would be his papacy's first visit to a Muslim nation, and if the Turks have it their way, also his last. Either apologize or do not come, read a banner carried by a group of demonstrators from a religious workers' union. Either apologize or not come. I think that's what one of the altar boys told him, too, but nevertheless. I could expand on that, but Joyce would have a nervous breakdown. The Rack's Parliament also rejected Benedict's explanation of his remarks, saying it was insufficiently clear. The Parliament demands the Pope take practical steps to restore respect to the Islamic world and its religion, and a clear-cut apology for what he said. Lawmakers said in a statement read at a press conference. The top Muslim clergyman in the Palestinian territory similarly demanded that Benedict offer a, queer, a clear apology. The Mufti of Jerusalem. Oh, the Mufti. Mohammed Hussein. Let's see. Can we let, let's come up with all the different Islamic names? Okay, there's Muhammad, Ahmed, Hussein, okay, Akbar, Hussein what? Hussein what? Is right. Uh, what? You see, what there's like only seven <laughs> names. <laughs> no. Anyway, uh, Muhammad Hussein urged Palestinians to halt attacks on churches in the territories, but held the pot of responsible for the outpouring of anger. He should know that we get pissed off easy. I think is what he was trying to say. So far, we consider the apology of the Vatican Pope insufficient, Hussein told reporters. We firmly asked the Vatican Pope to offer a personal, pubic, and clear apology to the one and a half billion Muslims in this world. 
Here's the quote again. The pot has said that a medieval text that characterized some of the teachings of the Prophet Muhammad as evil and inhuman, especially his command to spread the sword by the sword of faith. Okay? And the correct answer was certainly not the one about he had a point. He has no business talking about this. There is not nobody even close, nobody even close to the Catholic right. Church when it comes to religions uh, killing people. Let's see here. Oh, look at this. Here's a uh, fax ad. No more cold calls. Communicate your next marketing campaign with... Uh, this is great. <laughs> huh? well, I'm, I'm going to be looking for a little part-time activity here. Especially the way the sales department is going, man. It's just, In fact, you know something? I think it's appropriate. I want you to look. Well, you don't have a copy of the log. Miguel's got it? Yes. I got it. He's got the log. Look at the last break coming up here. What, the 15th? Granted, it's a, this is the first time in my life I've seen a four-minute break, which is the limit thanks to my contractor. They'd be running you know, ten minutes, five times an hour. It's the first four-minute break that's got three, seven units in it. Seven units. Excellent programming. Nice going, Chris. Oh! Well, of course, I was told this morning by your friend Clarence that Chris didn't sell those $5 spots to ABC. Yeah, like that. What, what, a, what a series of just unbelievable blunders and missteps. Let me say it again. Like I said last week, Joel, the only reason you people are even still in business is because of the incompetence of the crews that run this joint. That, that's the only reason you're still even in existence, plus daddy's money. 1,538 votes on the poll. Uh-oh, Iraqi Prime Minister demands that the judge in the Southern trial be replaced. That was on the, that was on the Internet about two hours ago. And CNN saying, just in. Stood up and said that he had gone to Saddam Hussein to ask him for help to help him find his family. At that point, Saddam Hussein responded to the witness saying, if I was a dictator, why are you coming to me? At which point the, the judge, judge said, you're not a dictator. stood up and said that Saddam Hussein was not a dictator. Now, yeah, this old news, okay, and evidently the judge also with somebody made him an offer he couldn't refuse, you think? Awesome. You're not a dictator, Saddam, you're a good guy, you just misunderstood, that's all. Just misunderstood, never sold a freight train, and things were so much better when you were uh, at the head. Right? Right. I think it was one of those Johnny Dolan's things. They both wound up at the head together one day. They said, oh, nice goods. For 1538, baby. 1538. Most religious people are full of crap. That's, that's basically what it boils down mm -hmm. to. And if you don't want to believe me or the audience out there, just take a look around and sniff it, baby. The biggest names, the best talents. This is Neil Rogers. Oh, my God. Sports Radio 560. Q-A-M. When it comes to sports. Blue 89. Blue 89. We the authority. What the hell is that? Sports Radio 560, WQAM, Miami, Fort Lauderdale. It stinks in Miami town at 560, WQAM. You wanted more and you got it. The Mad Dog is back, singing more duets on And It Sings, Volume 2. Yes! 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 Old number 88 is back pairing off with the greats, singing more big hits with even more big stars. The Mad Dog does them all. Right. 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 It's 
It's an all-new British invasion with the Mad Dog singing like a man. I like it. I like it. The truth is finally out that Jim Mandich was truly the fifth Beatle. Give me a little love, give me a little love. If you want love to last, now you're here to stay. You'll always hear me say, don't be alright. Here's the Mad Dog's tender and touching tribute to the king. The mad dog was just a little ambivalent when we asked him if he wanted to do it again. Nah, I, I don't think so. So we had Luca Brazzi pay him a little visit and tell him either his brains or his signature would wind up on the contract. That son of a bitch was huge. Volume 2, available now if you move quickly. All right.